Hello and welcome, my fellow ghouls, to The Night Shift, a horror review show celebrating and critiquing terrors both old and new, while featuring the opinions of me, your host and horror cheerleader, Kyle Stuke, along with my pool of guests, a blend of gorehounds, snobs, newcomers, and scaredy cats alike. Tonight, I am joined by my spooky buddy, Abby Smith. Abby, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Um, happy to be here, spooky buddy. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Kyle? Singing. Thank you for singing back at me. That makes me yeah. feel appreciated. I got, and I got nervous. <laughs> you started singing. I was like, oh, oh no. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. It was it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> Abby, I know I said it off air, but I'm just going to say it for our listeners. I really like your shirt so much can you describe it for our audience thank you um it has mothman on it it's a look out mysterious creature <laughs> mothman look out. and it has little mothmans on the sleeves i don't know if you saw this before oh i like didn't that's super cute dancing mothman i love that it's um, my favorite cryptid Maybe. Maybe. Okay. We'll have to talk about that on the podcast. We can do a, a, an extra special episode where it's like, Abby breaks down her top 10 cryptids. Um, you know, I would listen to the shit out of that. We're going to have to make that happen. Um, it's we can decided. do a little mini series. Yeah, we'll do Like, you just review cryptids. You're like, um, the Chupacabras, like, has a fun personality, like, super, like, crazy. But, like, you know, he... He's just, he's not super creative with how he kills people. You know, you know, we could do something like that. I appreciate um, the blood. Lacks creativity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like, like my Idol, review of cryptids. all of the movies. Oh, boom. <laughs> I like that. Abby, that was good. You need to be a, <laughs> you need to be an official like roast uh, critic where it has those great blurbs on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. That was good. That was professional. <laughs> that was snazzy. Well, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, friends, if you read the title, um, you'll see that today is a uh, bag of horror episode, which basically means that Abby and me covered a lot of movies. If you, you might not be able to see it, slash, I know you can't see it, but Abby just cupped her hands together to illustrate the concept um, of a, uh, a bag. A bag, because it holds things, and there's multiple things in it. In this case, movies. <laughs> and now she's picking one out. <laughs> um, but this time specifically, we did, uh, let's see, I'm going to count really quick. One, two, three, four, five, six. We did seven movies. Um, and those films are Hunter Hunter, Demonic, Fresh, We Need to Do Something, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, Hellbender, and The Medium. So we we covered quite a bit. They all have some variety to them as well. And man, again, just shout out to me uh no (laughs) well that's what i was gonna say i was gonna i told you this before kyle but i always appreciate your variety when you pick the movies that we review for bag of horror they are all so different and it's so fun Mm. it makes it such a blast thank you abby i truly wasn't looking for a compliment but I, i i was just joking because i am thankful for the show that made me watch these movies because they've been on my list i wanted to watch them but again like my imdb list is like over 250 something movies 
And so it was nice to like, I have to watch these for the show. And so um, knocking them out seven at a time. That's right. Yeah. Watching seven, like it took some work to watch all of these. But again, like I with this little brain hack of making sure that we watch stuff because it's for the podcast. I'm happy to have watched seven new horror movies slash not super happy with that. I watched some of them, but we'll, um, we'll get there. Yes, we will. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, audience, thanks for being here. If you haven't yet, check out some of the past bag of horror episodes where Abby and me talk about a bunch of films. Most recently, we did the whole Scream franchise, which was pretty fun. Um, I love the Scream franchise. I wasn't like a big fan before, and now I am. And I think, Abby, you said the same, correct? I love. I love Scream. <laughs> you hear that, folks? <laughs> you hear that passion? That 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 That's what we're talking about here. Uh, I, uh... I was at Walgreens recently, and they had um, they had a magazine that was just mm-hmm. all about Scream. I've never bought a oh. magazine before in my life, but I bought it. Wow! It's on my shelf. That's how much <laughs> I love Scream. Have you read it yet? Not yet, but I'm not much of a reader. I'm just happy to have it on the shelf. <laughs> I again, Abby. Every time that we hang out. I always I usually leave the conversation going like I don't think that I can love Abby more. I think I've reached my peak <laughs> because you're so great and I'm so happy to have you as a friend. You're but so that great. little magazine comment just put you to a brand new level. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think Abby and me need to talk about this this magazine uh, for a little bit. So while we're doing oh. that, listeners, uh, you listen to this music, and we'll be right back on the night shift. Oh, Guys, welcome back to Bag of Horror. Again, we're going to be talking about, I think I said seven. I don't remember, uh, but seven movies. We're going to start with um, Hunter Hunter. Um, Abby, can you give us a, a little synopsis of what Hunter Hunter was about? Yes, I sure can. Um, so Hunter Hunter is about a small family, a man and woman and their child who live in the woods modern day um when a wolf attacks their area in their home and their persons but maybe something more sinister lurks in the woods Ooh, abby very nice this movie uh to to further capture the feel of this movie i felt like it was a combination of like true detective and a quiet place had some like woodsy spooky quiet vibes but a little bit of weird crime thing yeah (laughs) you can't see an audience but abby had her hand cupped together like the italians uh like to do and it really emphasized what she's talking (laughs) about so (laughs) but to all my italian uh brothers and sisters out there i love you guys um uh I have an, I work with an Italian Enrico Orlandi. <laughs> Shout out to him, and he's one of my favorite people. And uh, he repeatedly reminds me that they don't do that. And 
<laughs> so I need to learn my lesson. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, great synopsis. This film's directed by Sean Linden. Um, not really familiar with his past work, but um, it was released in 2020. And we slash, where did you watch this, Abby? I watched this on Hulu. I also watched this on Hulu. Okay, fantastic. Okay, I'm going to say this really quick. We're not sponsored by Hulu, but shout out to Hulu because Hulu's <laughs> got like a lot of good horror stuff. It's true. Um, I love it. Yeah, I've been impressed with like Hulu. how many titles. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Hulu is the best streaming ser- no. <laughs> um no, just to, just to prove that I'm not a a slave to to Hulu's dollar. Um <laughs> they they do frustrate me with their ads though because I don't appreciate there being ads in the middle of my films. And I know I could pay a higher, you know, whatever for that. But I'm like, come on, like Netflix doesn't do that. Amazon doesn't do that for films. They do it for shows, which I'm fine with it being in a show. I don't care. They're built for it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I don't know why I found that so funny, but it is really funny. Again, Abby's once again, reached a new level of love. Um, but, uh, yeah, Hunter Hunter watched it on Hulu. We we know the we know the plot. So let's just hop into it, Abby. Let's talk about our quick positive negatives and then we'll do um actually, okay, sorry to go back really quick. Um we are quickly going to guess what um is each other's uh what we think is each other's favorite and or worst film of this list. So, we've got 7 uh because normally on the other episodes if you're a new listener, um, Abby and me will try to guess what rating the other will assign to the films of review. And at the end, we see if we're correct with this case, with there being a bunch of them, uh, we're just gonna, we're going to just do one guess and it'll again be for favorite film, least favorite film. So Abby, which one would you like? Do you want to guess what I liked the most, or do you want to guess what I liked the least? I want to guess what you liked the least, but that's because I feel like I have a better feel for it. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. But I can right, also guess what you. I can. I would be happy to guess what you like the most. Could be fun. No, because I think I think uh, that then gives me a hint of what I might think you liked the most. Uh, mm-hmm. So just go you, ahead and only only guess what I like the least, and then I'll guess what I think you like the most, and then we'll we'll reconvene at the end. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, if I had to guess which one you like the least, I would have to go with Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Okay. So we Okay. Yeah. We will see. We will see where your opinion lands. And then for me, okay. if I had to guess which one you liked the most, I would say I'm going to go with, I'm going to say, man, I'm torn between the medium and fresh. Hmm. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the medium. We'll see if it All pays right. off or not. So, moving back to Hunter Hunter, um, Abby, what did you like and dislike about this movie? Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, um, just go through my pros pretty quick. Um, the first thing that really stood out to me about Hunter Hunter was the beautiful setting in the cinematography. I thought it was really mm-hmm. well made, um, really just really pretty to watch. It was set in the woods, which is like kind of boring, honestly, but. <laughs> Like, you know, you've been in the woods, it's it's the woods. But they made it work. Trees. It was really pretty. It's trees. Um, I thought the acting was really good. I was convinced it was, you know, they did a good job. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just kind of a, it was just a fun little slow burn, you know, little, what's, what are the layers happening and watching it all unfold? <laughs> you know, it's uh-huh. always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it is not um, always a good time, Abby. No. You're um, right. Yeah. I was lying. What else? What else? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So that's really, those are what I had down for my pros. Do you want me to dive right into my cons or do you want to do your pros? I'll do my pros. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I liked uh, some of the cinematography. It was funny because I feel like the shots went back and forth between like, ooh, this looks really good. And then there's other times where I was like, yeah, it's kind of low budget indie hmm. feel and not in a good way. But um, again, there was a lot of good cinematography. It felt like a film. So props to them mm-hmm. for that. Um, there's a scene where a character comes across something that's scary. And I really liked that scene because you're seeing what they're seeing from a distance. And I was like, what is that? Hmm. And as they get closer and they discover what it is, I was like, Ooh. And it's again, like you said, very true detective vibes. I really liked that sequence and that, that turn in the story. Um, Mm -hmm. there is a, um, a moment too where a character looks into a room and their face communicates to you everything that you need to know. Um, and that moment, and I'll talk about that in the spoiler section in, uh, for this film, but that moment really hit where I was like, wow, that's awesome that without any dialogue, uh, just our previous knowledge of the film and then us seeing this character's face it, it it gives us a it, it tells us what is happening and then it also it hits emotionally where i felt like sick i was like oh <laughs> yeah i think i know what um, you're talking about yeah yeah so that i was like and again it's great because you know i will always uh cheer moments like that in horror because as much as i like seeing cool practical effects or i like cool creatures or i like blood or i like fill in the blank um I'm always for if you can if you can do something more with more subtlety or you can like not have to show gore or it's the same for like sex scenes and stuff. It's like I don't care if you have to have a sex scene, but I always like when movies are like, oh, well, if you don't need to show something, then we can like tell you that it happened and still Mm -hmm. make our story good. It's just more creative to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last positive is. This film has one of the craziest endings that I've ever seen in my life and I I was so I was so in awe of what I was seeing on the screen where I was like, "Oh my god. Okay, movie Jesus." Um Yeah, I mean again, if a film makes me feel that way, uh I w- I was like, you know, clap sounds to you, movie. So, um yeah, let's get into negatives. Uh, what didn't you like about Hunter Hunter, Abby? Um, I thought that the moments, the the feel of the movie was intense. Like it was, I mean, it's a horror movie, so it's going to be, but it was very serious the whole way through. The intense parts were really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, everything in between did not hold my attention very well, honestly. I felt myself feeling really disengaged, not connected with like what was happening, getting us from point A to point B. And I felt like the storyline didn't have a ton of depth. It was like, mm-hmm. just basically like, here's something that happened. And we didn't really get any like 
a feel for people's motives or like why they were doing or what they were doing. It was just like we're watching something play out and that's pretty much it. Um, and I kind of just found it boring. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. I like this movie I thought started off good mm-hmm. and it introduces the environment and the setting and the characters, and then you kind of have your quote-unquote inciting incident where you learn about the wolf, and then there's, again, that that other, there's another kind of creepy, spooky moment that I alluded to, and I was, like, super in, and then after that, the movie just loses steam and just kind of, like, hangs out for a really long time. And so I'm with you, Abby. I was kind of bored for the majority of this film, um was just not interested in it and uh because Which the is character so sad that... when you're watching a movie <laughs> it's like wow well, yes. i feel terrible for being bored right now yeah yeah i yeah. like i feel mad that i kind of would like rather give in to my unhealthy social media need yep. and like scroll through instagram as opposed to like watch this art that someone has tried to Put create so much me. work into <laughs> and it's like really beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. um and so, yeah, it's just like, it's just hard because it's like what they introduce as interesting to us, then like they keep from us. And so then we're spending time mm-hmm. elsewhere and that stuff's just not as interesting. Um, there's also, I think while there is good acting, there's also some bad acting. There's some side mm. characters where I was like, and I've oh, mentioned yeah. this before where I can see the script writer. And so there's lines where I was like, I can see like a human being at a computer going, Oh, this is the goofy secretary. And I'm making her say dumb stuff. And I just was like, why are we here? <laughs> um, yeah. She was a weird character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't What's into going it. No on offense to the actress. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I was like, what's your deal lady. Um, <laughs> And, um, and two, there's a, there's something that happens later in the film that the, that I feel like the film wants to be like a mystery of like, is this, is this dangerous or is this not dangerous? And I immediately was like, this is dangerous. And so then the film tries to like work really hard to make things seem chill. And then when it, you know, kind of turns a little bit, I was like, yeah, you never got me yeah (laughs) um and so like i felt like they thought it was a twist and i just was like no this is super clear what's going on and so i yeah it's like the movie was boring for a long time and then once it ramped up it was like i wasn't surprised it just kind of was like okay yeah that's what i thought was gonna happen so Mm -hmm. um so let's now transition to spoilers and listener we're gonna be doing a new thing where we're gonna be putting the times uh for the reviews in the show notes so if in the future when we do a bag of horror and for this episode itself if you want to skip to certain films if you're not necessarily interested in hearing about the films that are listed in the description or that we mentioned at the beginning uh this way you can look at the show notes and you can just look at the times when stuff is discussed and skip ahead and that applies as well to the spoilers so if you do want to listen to every film review but you don't want to hear the spoilers you can look at the show notes and see where we talk we start talking about the next film so carly more work for you sorry but also not too sorry because i don't have to do it and that makes me happy (laughs) (laughs) thank you carly thank you carly um so we're gonna be talking about spoilers now um for hunter hunter um abby 
that ending be crazy though. <laughs> okay, Kyle, I gotta be honest with you. You hated this the ending. this movie. I forgot about it. I don't even remember what happened at the end. Please tell me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I, I didn't make the movie. If I made the movie, I'd be very upset right now, but I didn't, so it's fine. I literally um, can't remember. So basically what happens, and I'll I'll step back a little bit for the audience. Um, So what happens is they think there's a wolf. There is a wolf, but there also mm-hmm. is a a killer out in the woods. And so the dad, while hunting the wolf, um, he finds a circle of naked women um and they're they've been killed and one is is like sitting in a lawn chair and that's the imagery that i was referring to because it was really mm-hmm. creepy seeing a dead woman in a lawn chair from far oh, away which i mean it'd be creepy it was really seeing a dead woman regardless of what she's sitting in <laughs> but um yeah. yeah but it's like is is that person naked are they alive and then just like slowly like realizing within yourself as the character is realizing what's going on it was really cool really yeah. well done yeah, that sequence was really interesting. Um, and so, but then after that, um, the dad does not tell because he has a radio, and he does not tell his wife what he discovered. Which again, I liked because it 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 puts a sense of mystery where you're like, wait, is he in on this, or does he know what happened, or is he just not wanting to freak them out, and so he's mm-hmm. not telling them what happens? But regardless, it's like, oh, that's interesting. But then he disappears from the movie and we go and hang out with the mom and the daughter and it's boring as shit. But eventually <laughs> they hear some stuff outside and they find a stranger in the woods uh, who's passed out and they bring him inside. And this is, again, what I alluded to in mm-hmm. uh, my review before is that I immediately was like, this dude is obviously the serial killer and he is going to pretend to be something else that he is. And then he's going to turn bad. So, right. And it was really interesting, too, because the mom was pretty obviously suspicious. She's like, mm-hmm. man passed out in the woods. Morally, I have to help him. He probably is going to try to hurt us. And, like, you can see her, like, thinking this all through, which is interesting since she has no context for the murders. Yeah. She's being smart and cautious, but, like, seeing her work out how to deal with the situation was good. Yeah. 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 And I liked I liked the mom a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the actor. Um, I thought she did a good job. Um, but... So yeah, she lets this dude into the house and then eventually, I forget how, but she finds out that he is the killer and then she comes back to the house and um, tries to, because she goes outside. I think that's what it is. She finds her husband dead. Um, and so then she's like, oh, like oh, yeah. he he killed my husband. And so she goes back to the house to rescue the daughter. When she gets back, she is attacked by the man and they uh you know have a scuffle she's able to knock him out and this is the moment that i liked is that she then she's this whole time in the scuffle uh, and being taken hostage she's demanding to know where her daughter is and if her daughter's okay and the guy says that she's in the the room the other room and it's fine like she she's fine um, and so then when the mom gets up after knocking out the bad guy and she goes to that room she opens the door all hectic and crazed and you just see her face kind of freeze and you instantly as the mm. audience know like oh he killed her and that 
that was like again effective because like seeing the dead daughter i'm sure would have been like disturbing and gross but i think it was like not seeing it really made the moment more tragic and just right. focusing on the mom's face really heightens her grief it's her moment and i love that yes that's not something that we get to see in movies very often we're the one as the audience we're the one reacting and we aren't so tuned in to the other characters reactions to tragedies Mm-hmm. And it's like, again, I don't mind gore, but it just, it was an extremely classy moment because we're not being shown this like exploitative scene, but horror is still being communicated. And I think that's really brilliant to where you're getting that gut reaction, but you're also not like crossing a line. Um, so again, props to the actor for pulling that moment off and props to the director for uh, thinking of how to, to do it that way. So Abby, what happens is in her rage and anger, she freaking takes this dude to the back shed. And um, she had, she had just been taught how to skin a deer by her daughter. And so I I guess in her daughter's memory, she skins the serial killer alive alive while listening to crazy music and then and then the police come because they found the 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 true detective circle of women and they Mm -hmm. rush to the house because i think there's also a fire i think she burns the house or something and Mm -hmm. they come and then she just walks out and she's holding (laughs) the serial killer's face and she throws it down (laughs) at them (laughs) and just walks away and sits down all crazy eyed and stuff um that was so wild i think it was nuts the reason that it didn't stick with me because like as you're describing i'm like oh yeah that totally happened but it just like it was a whole level of horror it was just like a, it would felt like a different genre of horror than the rest of the movie it felt like it didn't fit um and it was just such an unexpected out of character turn of events that like in hindsight kind of worked because you're seeing this woman discover her husband dead discover her daughter dead after mm-hmm. dealing with a wolf terrorizing them and then like a serial killer terrorizing him so of course she's gonna unravel a little bit but um i just don't i just don't know if it works like cohesively super well in my opinion yeah i no, yeah i wouldn't argue with that um i it's like reading reviews and just listening to you list off what happened to her. I'm like, yes, on paper, I can buy her doing Mm. this. I can buy a mother's grief. I can buy the anger, but you're right in the sense that within the, the tone of the film, it does feel like it goes from like a five to a 10 and just becomes something completely different. Um, I saw some reviews mention that they felt like the, uh, director had written that scene first and then just felt like they needed to design a film to get to that ending and i was like you know what that kind of makes sense because the rest Mm -hmm. of the movie kind of feels like again kind of boring and inconsequential until this last crazy ending so um yeah it's almost like maybe they should have made it a short film yeah honestly this would have been a really awesome short film i Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think it needed to be as long as it was um but 
just to go slightly backwards in that moment, um, one of the like craziest parts of the skinning sequence is once she leaves, you see the serial killer hung up, you see his face. And I don't know if they did like an animatronic or if they did crazy makeup, but you see his eyes looking around because he's still alive like after still having his alive. face peeled off. And that was bananas. That was one of the craziest like again, I'm not sure if it was a f- practical physical effect or if it was a again, which again, I guess a robot would be a practical physical effect, or if it was right. some mix of digital and whatever. But oh man, it was probably it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Which I think sounds <laughs> bad, but hey, you're listening to a horror podcast, so you you know you probably think it's you cool know too. what we're into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Is there anything else? I don't really have anything else. I feel like needs to be discussed. Uh, do you have anything else, Abby? No, that's all for me. Okay. Let's give our yeah. rating. What did you give this bad boy? I gave Hunter Hunter a D plus. Okay. Yeah. I was pretty close. I was a C minus. Um, all right. So uh we're we're like our ratings are like holding hands because they're we're... like just the opposite end, you know? Oh. Uh, all right, let's move on to Demonic. This is um, from 2021, and this is directed by Neil Blomkamp. He is famous for doing District 9. He also did Elysium. He also did Chappie. Um, and then he he did a bunch of uh, crazy sci-fi slash horror shorts. So what's the plot, Abby? So Demonic is about a woman whose mother um, is in a coma. And she has been contacted by the facility, the medical facility holding her mother, who also happens to be a convicted serial killer. So this woman is contacted by this facility because they're developing an altered reality program where they can con- contact the woman who is in the coma through this reality in her mind. So... This woman, the daughter, is going to go and hang out with the mom in AR. (laughs) I love it. Um, That was probably the worst explanation for a movie I've ever given. (laughs) We'll let the fans decide. Uh, No. (laughs) Um, Abby, uh... What what did you think about what did you think about demonic what did you think about this this VR horror film VR that's it not AR um I actually thought it was a very fun premise really enjoyed the idea of a horror movie happening in virtual reality um and I thought that the graphics were really really interesting because whenever they entered into the virtual world, everything was like kind of rendering and mm-hmm. a little bit blurry. And so it really felt like a program that was being developed. It wasn't like shot as like normal humans. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was cool. Um, And I actually just really enjoyed the storyline. I thought it was really, really cool seeing a woman who has like rejected her mother because she's a killer and she's trying to re- to move on and heal from that trauma have to like 
confront her mother, basically. Um, so it was kind of an emotional story because of that. And I thought that was really interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did, I, I'm looking at my notes now, too, because some of these I've watched a while ago. So it, mm-hmm. it's, I'm also having memory gaps. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really like much about this movie. I looked at my notes. There were no positives. Listed. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but I know there is stuff that I liked. Um, I think the graphics that you mentioned were interesting. I do think the premise is interesting. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really have anything else. <laughs> that i like about but it's not like i don't hate this movie i just (laughs) there's nothing about it that really made papa happy um yeah the what there is one moment that and i guess this i mean it's not even a critique it's just something i found funny i don't know if this stood out to you abby there's a scene in this movie where uh the main character meets with her friend at a um for a drink they meet for a drink and it is like so windy it is like blo- like the wind is blowing like crazy um and her hair is going everywhere and like the trees in the background and i was like so confused oh. <laughs> um, yes. because i was like why didn't they wait to shoot the- i mean like i know that like for filming sometimes you can't you know you just got to roll with it but it was distracting how windy it was and i thought it was so <laughs> funny cuz i just knew that like they probably were like shouting at each other on set and they had to do ADR and like replace the, but it was, it was just a funny, I had never seen that before in a film where like two characters are trying to have a normal conversation where it's just like the craziest wind is happening. Cause if it was real life, like if it was you and me talking mm-hmm. and that wind started happening, one of us would be like, Oh my God, this wind is crazy. Right. Do you want to go inside? But they both were just like, <laughs> so how are you? Is stuff, is stuff good? Is good for you to. It's been a, it's been a while. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> go inside, please. Um, That's so funny. I, like I honestly did not even notice that. Um, but that's really funny. I think that's probably one of those things where like being more on the technical side of film and like having been like on sets and like having it on your radar, what the actors are doing. Like that's not something I even thought about. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, and I'm glad to hear that because um, I like that, you know, the story can come through for people because I think I get nervous when I make stuff. I'm like overthinking it to where I think common audience is much more forgiving and or not analyzing stuff that way. And so, but I was, I was happy because I did see someone else bring up on Reddit and it made me feel seen. I was like, yes, right. (laughs) The wind. The Um, wind. (laughs) Obviously. What didn't you Um, like about demonic Abby? Yeah. Before we dive into that, I just remembered a couple more pros that I wanted to throw out there. Yeah. Let's do them. Yeah. Um, I guess really just one thing you were talking about her meeting with the friend and getting a drink. And it reminded me of a specific scene in the movie that I just found very creepy. It like Mm. really, really creeped me out in a way that like, I don't, I don't experience super often watching movies. So like Mm -hmm. I was into that. It made me happy. Um, (laughs) So moving on, I won't go into it. But then that reminded me, Mm. there is a positive that I have. Hmm. There is a a character in this. Uh, it's the friend that was at the wind coffee shop, mm-hmm. um, 
And at first I wasn't super into this character, but the more that this character was around, the more that I was like, oh, like it's rare that in horror films, there's characters who are just like nice and helpful. Mm -hmm. And this character was very forgiving. Uh, We can talk about that in the, in the spoilers, but like this character really stuck through for the main character. Like he was like, (laughs) he was there for her and was forgiving and was helpful. And it made me, kind of be like can we hang out with him a little bit more because uh... yeah <laughs> uh like to get into my cons like one thing that i have written down is the main girl is not very likable but her friends are great yeah <laughs> like, yeah, she, yeah we should all have friends like her friends <laughs> have friends like the friends and demonic <laughs> i know but i mean like this is a little bit of a pro with the con and the movie was like pretty clearly aware that the main girl sucked like she yeah. was dealing with some shit. She was just like not really with it. And her friends were like, you're being weird, but I'm here for you. Um, yeah, but I love you. <laughs> but I love you. So we should all have friends like that. Yeah. Um, So I really just kind of went off about one specific situation in my negatives. Hit me, hit me. Uh, hit me. Thing. And I just wrote like, it seriously lacked creativity in a few places. Like, yikes. <laughs> I don't yikes. know. I just hate this yikes. shit. It's so dumb to me, LOL. Those are my notes. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, that's um, hilarious, Abby, because one of my notes is my last note just says fucking stupid, LOL. Like, like, <laughs> uh, like, like as a summary of the whole movie. <laughs> It's just like I didn't I didn't hate this movie. I actually liked it for the most part. Um just like the there's one it's a really big plot point, but like a really specific plot point that I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? This is so dumb and uh <laughs> it just like it was just dumb and it wasn't it wasn't big enough that like I ruined the entire movie. It only showed up a few different places while it was important. Um, the ending of the movie did fall kind of flat. It, I mean, it had its climactic, obviously there are demons involved. The movie's called Demonic, so you deal with the demons. But then it was just kind of like, can't really complain, but it's not like exciting, so. Yeah. I might have to have Carly bleep you about everything being... And oh, shoot, now you're also right. bleep me too, Carly, uh, just so that the audience doesn't know how it goes down. But uh, I need to apologize. I'm sorry, Carly. Uh, keep going, my friend. Um, That's it. Okay. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, for me, again, like it's funny. I didn't like this movie, but I don't feel angry about it. I just was kind of like indifferent to it. Um, I have, I have two plot points that I just find incredibly dumb, and I just couldn't take seriously and they are kind of both essential to the film and i just was like this is so goofy and you're dealing like you're treating it so seriously and i just can't i can't get behind you movie this is so dumb to me um and yeah i agree about the creativity it's like the premise is pretty like it seems like ripe for like a really interesting scary movie and they hardly like do anything with that that the virtual reality aspect um, in like a scary way. Um, And yeah, it's just like the actual 
like demon, all of that. I just was kind of like, okay. And Mm -hmm. just the way everything played out. And and like you said, I like the idea of the emotional journey of a daughter and her mom. But again, I didn't, I didn't feel anything. I wasn't really invested because I, I just was having, again, a hard time buying the situation. And thus I was just annoyed with the daughter because I was like, I don't, feel like anyone would act this way if this thing actually existed. So, um, so yeah, that I just, I, I just really wasn't into this movie. Just didn't really do much for Papa. So let's, we're going to talk about spoilers now. So if you don't want spoilers about demonic again, go to the show notes, see where we start talking about the next movie. But if you're still here, let's talk about demonic, uh, spoilers, Abby, what do you want to, what do we need to address in terms of spoilers? Yeah. Uh, you know, the one the one con that I wrote down that I didn't read was Catholic SWAT team. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> okay, see now I'm opposite. I love oh. it. But no no, but listen, I think that would be amazing in another movie. But again, they treat it so seriously. Yeah, it has um, to be funny. <laughs> it has to be funny. And that's what the thing is. That they, they're like, we have this black ops group of priests, of Catholic priests. And I was like, that's so stupid. But okay, tell me more movie. And then the movie kills all of them. And you don't get to mm-hmm. see them in action. I'm like, don't introduce black op priests if we don't get to see what that looks like. That sounds amazing. Again, like it's stupid, but... Don't just like introduce that <laughs> that the Vatican is has a right. has a black ops group of priests and then just kill all of them. That's and it's weird. like they ultimately only existed so that the demon could possess one of them and it like that be the bad guy. Yeah, and that always and, bothers me because I'm yeah. like, you need rules, and I don't want to get into like theological debates about stuff. What but are like, the rules? what are the rules? Thank you, I appreciate that reference. <laughs> um, but it's like, I just feel like. Demons shouldn't be allowed to possess uh, Christians in films. And I'm not saying that as a Christian. I'm just saying that of like, how would Christians fight or how would Catholics fight demons if they, they if they know that they can get possessed? There has to like, what right. is the system? It seems if their job dumb. is to get rid of demons, then they have to have some, there has to be some reason that they are able to fight the demons. Yeah, or like they should yeah. have, they have some form of protection or whatever. It's just, there's no stakes right. if at any moment a demon can just like I'm gonna hop into a priest real quick, you know, like mm-hmm. GTA style. They're just like hijacking <laughs> hijacking meat suits and they're driving this whoever they want to. Me. Yeah, <laughs> this is my priest now. <laughs> now again, you can do cool plot stuff where it's like, oh, this priest actually doesn't believe like they're part of the SWAT group, but they actually have like you know. They given up on doubt. their faith and no one else knows and then like that leads to trouble but like it just happens in this film and you're like okay <laughs> mm-hmm. so i'm with you there i mean and beyond that like the really my only real issue with it was the ending of like the the girl fights the demon and she wins because for some reason she's better at it than all the priests. I don't know. Well, the priest gives um, her a specific like oh, spear or dagger, but then again, the dagger. I'm like, well, he you're had the stabbing dagger. a person though. So why does 
like you're stabbing the person and so she stabs the person and then the demon hops into her because they're like this is the only thing that can kill it and then she stabs herself i'm like how many stabs does it take to kill a demon and also it's like a spirit it's not physical you're stab and then she lives it doesn't make any sense it's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie bop (laughs) you are incredible references tonight abby appreciate that that's my childhood thank you for that thank you um yeah and then she she does stab the demon and it's gone and like oh it worked it's like that never that's not how these movies work the demon's never gone because when the demon's gone then what you know well i'm all for a happy ending like sometimes but it yeah it didn't feel earned it i was like yeah it mm-hmm. felt really stupid like she should have died um mm-hmm. that would have been more like that would have made more sense she sacrifices herself and then her friend is able to live but i was happy right. that her friend made it because that poor guy because again that's what i was saying uh. before it's like he knew this stuff was shady and then she was like oh you're being weird and she basically like gets rid of him and then he's having to deal with all the creepy stuff while also mm-hmm. being isolated and then he's like can we please meet and then they do and he's like i missed you i want to be your friend and she's like okay and then as soon as crazy stuff starts happening she comes to him and he's like crazy stuff's happening he's like yeah i know let me show you he shows her and she's like ah you're crazy and runs away <laughs> abandoned i actually again. kind of loved that honestly <laughs> like it was really annoying but it felt very like kind of realistic of someone Maybe. dealing with like the trauma of their mother being a murderer and also like kind of trying to understand like spiritual things happening when they've shut themselves off to that, getting too real, gotta go. I don't know. <laughs> when Abby has serious discussions with people and it get and they get a little too heavy, Abby just goes, getting too real, gotta go and gotta go. <laughs> then she moonwalks no out offense. of the conversation. <laughs> um, yeah yeah i also the other friend her her girlfriend um not romantic girlfriend her friend that's a girl yeah, yeah, yeah. her girlfriend um girlfriend i i started out not liking her i didn't think that she was a very realistic character for whatever reason which is kind of off but by the end of the movie i she grew on me a lot um she in the movie, she just moved back to town, is trying to reconnect with her friend, but the the main girl who is dealing with all of this stuff is being really flaky, kind of understandably. Um, but then the girl, her friend, dies. I'm like, ah, you're just yeah, dead, I- and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I always thought her friend was creepy, to be honest. She felt too nice to me. She felt unrealistically nice. And so when the, she has that, know. when the main character has that nightmare where her friend comes over and is like, that was scary. That was so scary. That was an interesting scene. Um, it really freaked like, me yeah. out. <laughs> because like, what, it really yeah, freaked, freaked me down, out. Abby. Because <laughs> like the premise to this scene is before, before the scene happens, um, mm-hmm. the main girl gets back to her house and her friend is in her house. And she's like, what are you doing here? You can't just show up at my house. And her friend's like, you're being weird and I want to hang out. Like, are you okay? And the girl's like, you can't show up at my house. I don't want you here. You need to leave. So the girl leaves. She's like, okay, fine. Boundaries. I get it. Um, 
And then in the nightmare, main girl wakes up and her friend is back at her house. Yeah. And the friend's like, hey, you were being really weird earlier. And I like, I know you told me to leave, but something's wrong. So I'm back. And like, I loved that just as a real life thing, because that's Mm. just so real. Like when you're like your best friend, something's off they're being weird so you like want to respect their space but also you're like i it's my job as your friend to be here for you so i'm gonna bug you as your friend (laughs) um i loved that and that made me really like that character unfortunately it wasn't really her it was a demon and then she attacked the main girl so i don't know um you've been tricked abby no i was tricked and it scared the shit out of me <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm not going to fight you on that. Like, again, I wasn't really into her, but I did feel bad for her because it's like she is mm-hmm. objectively a nice, good person. And then yeah. just because of proximity to her relationship to her her friend, then she gets possessed, wanders into the woods, and then they come and find her. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. Everything's scary. And they're like, oh, it's okay. Just like sit with some trauma blankets in the back of this truck. And then they come back and the truck's on fire and she's just hanging out of it on fire. And I was like, damn, she was the nicest person. And this movie just killed the shit out of her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then we never talked about her again. Yeah. Yeah, she didn't mourn her. Uh, she was like, my mom. She didn't mourn her. <laughs> she was like, she was a little cleany. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I was looking for a little space anyway. Yeah, yeah. She never returned uh, my, my, my roaster. So, you know. Um, also, wherever they lived was beautiful. Uh, oh, my I gosh, yeah. Was it like British Columbia or something? Like they were like near like oh. tons of lakes and it was gorgeous and I wanted to live there minus the the serial killer stuff. Um, yeah. This is the last thing I'm going to say. And then if you have any final thoughts, we need to move on because we got other movies to talk about. But uh, and I could have said this in the non-spoiler section, but I just find the actual premise of this movie insane. Like you can't <laughs> we don't have the technology to use VR to like talk to people um like in the way that this film says and so when they brought that up and they're like hey we're gonna have you go inside your mom's head and and hang out i was mad that the main character wasn't like what that's crazy and then like because i was like like, at least again like i can buy crazy stuff but you have to like put a little work into it so i thought she was gonna say that sounds nuts and they go oh well actually we we have the science and they'd break it down and you could say like 2055 you know like it's a little bit in the future but she's just kind of like okay cool yeah i'll put on some headphones right. i'll put on a vr set i'll go talk to my mom you know <laughs> it's as if like the catholic church has secret technology or something yeah, yeah. so i thought that was dumb and then especially when it turns out it's a front for like <laughs> for black ops catholics to to perform exorcisms which you wouldn't have you wouldn't think that they do much of because apparently they're really bad at it um where they normally get killed so whatever 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 Uh, demonic (laughs) what was uh your rating i actually gave it a c plus okay um i gave it uh a d d for demonic um d for demonic not angry but i think disappointed because neil blancamp like is such a he has so much talent i just think he's bad with like scripting 
And so District 9 is an amazing film. And then like every film since then has just been like less and less good. Mm. Um, but I know that he, he can do stuff. He just needs to like pair himself with like a good writer. And I think we could get some really good stuff. But unfortunately, the script is just janky in my opinion. But let's move on to Fresh. Um, this is a, I believe this is 2022. Let me do a quick Google. Um, uh, yes, this is a 2022 film, uh, directed by Mimi Cave and starring, uh, Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones. Um, Abby, quickly, what is the plot of Fresh? Fresh is a good old little love story. So cute. (laughs) Um, boy meets girl, it's adorable, boy kidnaps girl, and sells her <laughs> body parts for me. <laughs> Loved it. Okay, well, let's talk about, what did you like about this movie, Abby? Um, I thought the cinematography was really nice. Um, it looked pretty. The acting was great. The storyline had me, like, I was, I was all in so into it the first like 10 minutes or so is just watching this love story play out and i didn't know what the premise of the movie was like i didn't know we were going in a cannibalistic direction but Mm -hmm. i knew i was watching a horror movie so i'm like this is gonna take a turn he's gonna be a bad dude but it was just the most convincing little love story it was so sweet i was in Well, and even um, even even once she finds out and you know like it's still, still kind of nice. a love story yeah like it's like the romance doesn't end it keeps going kind of a little bit yeah um and something else that i really enjoyed about this movie was it just elicited so many different emotions from me like from being all into the love story in the beginning to uh that being contrasted with this woman's fear of men you see in the beginning she's doing like dating apps and it's not going Mm -hmm. well people are treating her really poorly like to just being in a parking lot and like a man being like walking behind her and like seeing that fear and like making it constantly making a plan um like i felt that uh it was just like the whole setup to the movie was very well done to me really enjoyed it Nice. And then, I mean, like, once the movie, like, really kept kept rolling into the main plot of, like, the kidnapping and all of that, I thought that it was pretty well done. Like, I enjoyed it the whole way through. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really I, I really enjoyed Fresh. Um, I thought it was well edited. I thought it was well shot. It kind of had, like, a fun, funky 70s vibe to it, even though it's a very contemporary movie, but it just... They, they put some work into the, the editing. They had some really good music choices as well. Um, Sebastian Stan was super fun in this. He delivers a great performance where you're just like, oh my gosh, you're you're gross. But at the same time, like you're really charming and fun. So and charming. There's a really funny sequence of him like preparing all the meat, um, again, that he gets from women. Uh, and there's a scene of him like, cooking it preparing it and he's just having a grand old time he's smiling he's sliding across the tile he's like (laughs) meme sprinkling salt and stuff and i just was like wow i'm 
disturbed that the scene of a man packaging women to sell to the highest bidder is as pleasant as it is. Um, that says more about me than anything else. But um, Abby, I would not eat you. I want you to know that. Um, I want to okay. do it. <laughs> oh, you seem sad. Do you want? Do you want me to? No, I'm just nervous. Oh. No, <laughs> don't eat me. I don't want to, but yeah, if you're like Kyle, that hurts my feelings. Like I'll take a nibble. I mean. <laughs> No, there's just something a little bit disconcerting about someone telling you that they won't eat you, you know? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's like, I, ah. I haven't eaten anyone, Abby. Does that make that previous sentence better? Or not really? Uh, Should we just stop talking just about... Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Can do. Um, <laughs> I thought that the... Uh, to, like, the premise, and, you know, it's not a spoiler because, again, like the film that that is the premise that that this guy kidnaps the girl and brings her to his bunker where he keeps lots of women and mm-hmm. uh again you know uh he he's he, it's not a like a gross sexual assault type film it, it's truly he is there to you know uh uh i mean he's there to yeah chop him up which again is awful but um he's just there for the meat um so um which again it's, it's funny because watching this movie was like very light for the most part but like talking oh, about yeah. it sounds so morbid and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i mean like not to not to interrupt but something very interesting about this movie to me was that the premise was so intense and so gross but there was actually almost no blood in the entire movie yeah. And like it really it really lent itself to the light feeling of it. Mhm. No, I think that's a great point. Um but yeah, I thought that that was an interesting twist. Like I liked, oh, like okay, like this guy is like basically a fancy chef who is like great at preparing human meat. And so it's like he has this like culinary uh sensibilities. It's very much in line with the Hannibal show um and that there's like this like dark like black market basically of buyers who want to like eat people and that he caters to that i thought oh it's just an interesting because we've seen a lot of like women being kidnapped or kids being kidnapped you know people being kidnapped by a serial killer or something being kept in a basement them trying to escape but this had that little extra twist of like they're being held by a very charismatic chef, basically. <laughs> um, so, uh, negatives, Abby. What didn't you like? Negatives for me. Um, the main character in the movie had the best friend who is the voice of reason, which is, you know, of course, a good thing. It was just a little bit of a cliche that yeah, yeah, yeah. has been played out. You know, it was just kind of like, ah, okay, I get it. Um and without going into any details, the ending fell a little flat for me. Um, we can get more into that later. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I actually don't have much down for negatives, though, for this one. I really enjoyed this movie most of the way through. It was a really fun ride. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm, I'm uh, the same with you. I think that, yeah, the best friend, it's like, Again, they she feels like a written character where they're just there to be the audience and like say mm-hmm. sensible things and like be suspicious automatically. And um, the actress is great; she's fun, but it was a little um, cliche. And then I agree about the ending. I think the ending wraps up too quickly, and 
was just kind of like it wasn't super satisfying uh i don't Mm -hmm. like with movies being longer and longer it feels like nowadays like i'm not normally someone who's like give me an extra 20 minutes or something but i felt like this film could have used more development um in terms of the like interactions between characters and the story and stuff there's a lot of stuff where i was like i wish i could have known more about that because like you said it does just kind of fall flat um at the end for me yeah i mean that is a really good point um about just movies in general specifically about horror movies though because horror movies tend to be shorter like i am really surprised when i watch a horror movie that's more than 90 minutes long um and even earlier when we were talking about hunter hunter we commented that maybe it should have been a short film just because Mm -hmm. it just the storylines lend itself to shorter films so to have one that like leaves you wanting more is unusual and it makes you like really wish that they'd just done it yeah this girl gets it um what let's let's move on to then spoiler city um so again you don't want to hear about the spoilers about fresh skip on ahead sugar baby but if you're still here skedaddle let's talk about it um for me abby (laughs) i love that the main character bit off sebastian stan's penis Um, I thought that that moment was really great because as we kind of joked, like there's quote unquote romance throughout and not really, I don't mean in the sense that she actually likes Sebastian Stan, but I mean in the sense that it is kind of a beauty in the, in beast feeling in the sense that he Mm -hmm. starts bringing her into his world. You can tell that he wants a peer in a way, someone who can appreciate his work. And he does feel like there's something special about her and they're able to bond um there's a big plot point in the movie about the fact that he slept with her and he hasn't slept with the other girls that he keeps captive again consensually before um bringing her to the underground bunker um and so uh you can tell there's a little something something uh with him uh for her and so that aspect was interesting. And so I like that she um, basically starts to to play into that. But then the film, I think, does a good job of keeping your suspense to where you're not sure if she's genuinely like playing the game or if she's actually starting to, to maybe actually fall in love with him more and be into uh what he's doing and, and want it to be a part of it and stuff so um no i mean like i do t- i do totally agree with the uh the beauty and the beast aspect of like them building that relationship and there being that like little bit of a question of like well is she like does she still like him because he's still actually like aside from you know chopping off her body parts he's kind of okay um which is really yeah, yeah odd to say um <laughs> low standards but- for men <laughs> low standard um so one of the like little twists in the movie was that this man is married like has a family and a house and a career outside of his uh, meat business (laughs) and yeah it seems like his wife was maybe one of his earlier victims because she's missing a leg Mm -hmm. and so like there's a little bit of question like what's okay what's the deal with that i want to know more there and we just never get that it's Mm -hmm. just like 
is was she did he sell her a leg and then they fell in love and she's just there or is she still kind of as you do (laughs) or like (laughs) as you do um as we're seeing uh and then like in the end like i said it fell a little flat basically what happens is the main girl bites off the guy's penis and then teams up with the like rescues the other girls who are being held captive and they just like fight their way out and like that was boring to me it was like oh we're gonna punch him and run and there's gonna be a gun and it goes off and no one really gets shot you know and yeah i don't know and then ultimately like they kill the man who is keeping them captive and then the wife shows up the one-legged wife yeah and she's like the mastermind she i don't know she like tries to catch them and hunt them down and there's just the question of like okay is this vengeance because she's in love or is she actually like the one running the business did she sell her own leg and it's just like there were too many questions unanswered and it was a little bit unsatisfying in all respects yeah yeah i agree um yeah it didn't them like fighting their way out i didn't really feel tense i wasn't really like oh my gosh they're gonna make it i just kind of it felt more of like girl power yeah and like i i I would have liked more like oh my i don't know just like tenseness because i don't like on paper mind all of them surviving at all but i never really questioned if they would make it it felt which i mean it's hard because tones of whole thing and so it's like the film is kind of comedic and so that may have just been a decision of like, because they, they, they put their chips into being funny and goofy and stuff. When that finale comes, it's hard to maybe earn, uh, you know, uh, a seriousness and an attention that wasn't really present throughout the whole film. So, uh, yeah. it may have been by design that it was that way, or it's just, they were incapable of doing that because of what they chose to do with the tone. But I agree. And I think there was a lot of questions raised and i think yeah i think the film could have been longer let me pitch you on this though abby what you got this was the ending that i wanted that i thought would have been kind of baller and you'd have to do a little bit of rewriting but basically the the ending that i thought would be super cool is because in my mind i was like okay well if she gets away or she kills sebastian stan the problem doesn't stop because there's Hmm. all these dudes paying to eat women out there and they're super rich and they're financing this thing. So it was like, you got to go to the source. You got to, you got to cut this Dane snake's head off. And so I thought it'd be cool if she realizes this. And so she does continue to play Sebastian Stan. She gets close. And I, I thought it'd be cool if she has him start teaching her the business. So then he, she's actually helping package stuff up and she eventually Mm -hmm. earns her way to peer status. Then they have like a one last romantic dinner and then it it ends with a surprise twist and she has poisoned him. Uh, And then as he's dying, she's like, you know, she can say whatever she wants. Again, I'm not the, the, the writer, but then I would love that she then takes his meat and she poisons it more and she packages it up and she sends it off to all the clients and then you would have this end montage of all these creepy men eating what they think is uh, a woman and then it's actually 
Sebastian Stan and they all get taken out in one at once. Uh, and you basically, you stop the problem. I thought I was hoping but that the film was going to do that. Then the tiny little stupid twist at the end is at this point, she has developed her taste for human flesh. Ooh. And must satisfy. <laughs> she's conflicted. She's done yeah. her job, but she's been playing the part too long. Yeah, she she's she's been in, she's been in the game too long. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so if you if you want, you know, Abby and Kyle's version of Fresh, you know, smash that <laughs> subscribe button. Hit us up on Patreon, and we'll uh, we'll we'll give you the really the... <laughs> hit us up on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking like fifty million. <laughs> Whoa. At least this is a high budget film. Yes, listen, it's a high budget rewrite. You know. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say before we do our rating, Abby? Um, I don't think so. I'm I'm satisfied. I enjoyed the movie. Cool. What did you give it? it? Ready to rate it? I gave it a B plus. Very nice. Yeah. What did I you gave give it? it? A B minus. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Next, we got <laughs> we need to do something. Um, and also, I will say again in our in our fake sponsorship deal with Hulu, I watched Fresh on Hulu, uh, and I mm-hmm. also watched We Need to Do Something on Hulu. Um, As did I. Nice. Um, we need to do something. Was a 2021 film. Uh, it was directed by Sean Keen O. Grady. Released by IFC Films, which a couple of these were IFC Films. But the main reason that I was interested in this was because it starred Pat Healy. And I I just, I like Pat Healy. He's been in a lot of, like, horror stuff. And it's funny because he's never necessarily been, like, in a movie that I, like, absolutely love. Or even given a performance that I absolutely love. But I, there's something about him to where I like him and I want to see him succeed. The closest that he's gotten to that for me is The Innkeepers um, by Ty. I think it's Ty West. Um, I really like his character in that. And ever since then, I've been kind of endeared to him and wanting him to succeed as one of those lower budget character actors. But um, Abby, what is the plot of We Need to Do Something? Um, we need to do something is about a family, which is a mother, father, son, and daughter, who are taking cover during a big storm, probably a tornado, um, in their the bathroom of their home, and we see them get trapped in the bathroom for for days, and just trying to figure out like what what they're going to do. They're stuck in here. How are they going to get rescued? Um, yeah, that's pretty much the premise of the movie. It's pretty simple. Fantastic. Well, tell us what you liked about it then, Abby. What'd you think of this um, flick? So I thought the premise of this movie was wild. There was some wild stuff that went down. Just <laughs> The set is almost entirely just a bathroom. Mm-hmm. Very small. Um we do get a little bit of insight to things that have happened previously. So we get like shots from mostly from the teenage daughter's life of like things mm-hmm. leading up to this of like, she's trying to text her friends. Like what, why is she so concerned about her friends? Just like things in her personal life outside of her family. Yeah. Um, 
which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that they did step outside of the single set a little bit. But I am into utilizing a small space for a movie. Yeah. Um, there are some moments in this that were very creepy, just like really off-putting, um, which is always good in horror. You That's know, right, baby. It's what we look for. <laughs> um, and I just thought that the main actress, the teenage daughter, really kicked ass. She did awesome. Like her a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Very nice. Ooh, what you got? Guns. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, you got good references tonight, and you got great hand motions. Five points uh, <laughs> for each, so that's ten. Um, ten points. <laughs> I yeah, there there's two moments in this film that were like super cool as horror moments, um, and we'll talk about them in the the spoiler section. But uh, there was there there's there's one moment where I just went like out loud. I just was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Like, because it was so, <laughs> like, spooky. Um, and then... Oh, my gosh. I think I know what you're talking about. I got, like, yeah. full body chills. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I, I think you know. Um, and then there was another moment where I just was like, sweet, I'm glad we, we had that happen because they had kind of teased something throughout the film. And I was like, listen, if you're going to bring this thing in, have it actually do something to somebody. Hmm. And... It happened, and I was glad who it happened to, and I liked that they showed it, and it was effective. It was well done, um, and so that was cool. Um, and, yeah, I mean, props to any film that tries to have a single location. Very impressive. Um, I thought that there was good editing uh, in terms of them, like, being in one location. I thought they mixed stuff up well. Um, and I agree with you. I think the, the main, the main, uh, actor, the, the teenager, I thought she was very compelling. Um, she has an interesting look already, how they design her character with the, the pink eyeshadow, the, the pink hair. Um, but mm-hmm. then to just her, her acting ability, I thought she did a great job and I'll definitely, uh, be looking out for her in future stuff. Um, negatives, Abby, what didn't you like about this film? Um, this film felt like a fever dream to me. There's like <laughs> yes. so many moments. I was like, what is happening right now? Yes, yes, yes. And not really in a good way. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I legitimately paused this movie five minutes in to scribble down notes. Like, I didn't do this for any other movie, but I was like, I am so confused. I don't know what's happening. We're 10 minutes in. Nothing makes sense. The dad's being so weird. Yeah. He's like, he's here. He doesn't care about the storm. And then he's really care about, cares about the storm. And he's being crazy. And the mom's trying to play a game. But every time it pans back to the mom, the game's different. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. And like, I thought that that was maybe going to be a thing. Like, oh, it's actually like some weird reality. And it's like, that. it didn't really go there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It was just confusing. Uh, there was, and then as we got more into the movie and I like settled down internally, (laughs) um, settle down. There was, there was still a little bit too much just like left unexplained too many unknowns for Mm -hmm. my taste. Um, it didn't really like answer any questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I, I honest. I paused this movie many times, not because I was taking notes, but because I was like bored and I was like, I, I need a break. I would like 
go get a fresh glass of water. I'd go to the bathroom. I would like check something on Instagram. And I just kept like every time I'd stop the movie and see how much longer was left, I'd always be like, ah, like it just felt <laughs> so long. I just was not really interested in what was happening. Um, yeah. Right. About the fever dream aspect, like characters go from one to 10 real quick, especially the dad. And that's what, I'm sad to say, again, I, I mentioned being excited about this because Pat Healy was in it and it made me want to watch it. And I honestly felt like he was like the worst part of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he it, sucked. Yeah. Not he sucked, but his character sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. His, his character sucked. I think, it's, I think it's bad writing. I think it's bad directing because he's just he, like, I think people would be tempted to call it bad acting. I'm like, no, like the, what he's doing would work if you built up to it and, or the character is like consistent, but it's like the dad is going, going from like laughing at something his son said and like bonding to like screaming and punching to like sucking on, uh, you know, uh, medical wipes to get the alcohol and people could argue, well, he's an alcoholic. He needs alcohol. So he's going crazy, but it's just like, those types of comments always annoy me because I go, yes, but at the end of the day, we are watching a film and you have to keep the audience engaged and you have to like, you have to cater them to a little bit because reality does not necessarily make a compelling story and or a cohesive story. And so mm-hmm. even if, if the intention was to make this feel like a fever dream, I'm like, yeah, mission accomplished, but it doesn't mean I liked it. And if someone did like it, cool. But yeah, did not work for me. And I think that, in terms of like what ultimately happens, it was very, it was, it was a letdown. They do not commit. And it was disappointing because obviously something weird's going on, but the film, I think either because it's so low budget or they're on some, some lost cocaine or whatever, they're like, Oh, what do you think? <laughs> or like, Oh, we don't actually know. Like, uh, you know, it's just like, all right, yeah. you wasted my time. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> it, the the film was one of this was one of those movies that made me feel kind of dumb because it was like I feel like they're trying to tell me something like I I think this maybe symbolizes something yeah. or like maybe I should do a little research to see what this is actually about but I didn't I don't normally do that with movies because if I think I think if it's not clear enough what this movie's about just from watching it then it's probably on the movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, it just, it, this film honestly was a chore to get through. And mm-hmm. when it ended, I was thankful and, um, yeah, it felt like, yeah, it felt like a fever dream. It, it felt like being in a room with people you don't like. And uh, so I, when it, the film was over, I was like thankful to leave. I was like, thank God. <laughs> I can finally go home. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I am home, but <laughs> Um, so let's get to, um, spoilers then once again, listener, if you don't want to know, get out of here, you crazy kid. So spoilers. Um, okay. Abby, the moment that I think that we both were talking about that was wonderful was Uh the dog. The dog. Yeah. (laughs) So good. When that happened, I was like, yes, this is going to be awesome. That is like pure horror that's what i want from horror is stuff like that so audience there's a moment where they're in the bathroom and they're looking through the little crack of the door because again a tree has fallen through their house they're trapped they can't get out 
and there is a dog that they you find out that they buried secretly unbeknownst to the son and they see a dog outside and the the the, the kids are interested in it and they're like oh a dog and so they stick their hands out and they're they're laughing and it's they're like oh it's licking me and again you can't see anything you're just going based off of what the characters are doing and you as a, you as the audience you know you're like okay this is a horror movie so like something's going to happen you know it's not going to be it's just this pure moment and um <laughs> they're asking the question they're like who's a good boy who's a good boy who's a good boy and the licking's happening and then all of a sudden uh for the girl while she's doing it just this deep voice out of nowhere comes and it goes i'm a good boy and grabs the girl's arm and then she eventually gets free but when she comes free there's a tongue and it's wiggling around it was amazing abby that was so good oh my gosh um and then it was like the only good moment in the movie but (laughs) (laughs) and they did i mean they did an mediocre job of explaining that like the dog and the tongue um because later we learned that the teenage girl's girlfriend is into witchcraft and like they have just performed a ritual including a dog the the dog's tongue like the dog that was buried in the backyard they dug it up and took its tongue and Mm -hmm. it like whatever spell or ritual they were doing went poorly um but it it didn't like it wasn't a very satisfied satisfying explanation for the situation i think not at all i don't know yeah no it's like again i'm all for ambiguity but you you never understand if this is like a worldwide event or if it's limited to the family mm-hmm. and it's it's again like it could be either one but you have to like choose a lane and you have to like provide a little bit more because if it's worldwide it seems stupid it's like what these teenage girls were the first people to ever try this spell and then we they unleash apocalypse i just don't buy that but if it's limited to the family then i'm like okay well then yeah why isn't anyone else coming to check up on them and again someone does but then you hear bullet sounds like a gunfight and then they get killed by something so it's like what's that clearly like communicating that there is some war or apocalypse happening yes outside. that it is happening they to other people allude that it's the daughter's fault but it's just not convincing it's no. like the daughter believes it's her fault but i don't believe it even though it's a fictional movie and that's what you're telling me like i still don't believe you yeah even with the tongue showing up i'm like again there's a bajillion spells on the internet i don't believe that these two teenagers were the first people to do the little thing Mm-hmm. And it, and I guess the movie could argue because the movie does have a plot point about how the friend thinks that there's something wrong with her. There's something inside of her. So it's like the film could argue that, well, yeah, other teenage girls have done these spells and things have been fine. But because this teenage girl, I guess, has like a demon or something in her, that's what that was the missing ingredients to unleash apocalypse. But again, I'm like, it's all so theoretical and unseen and it's all exposition. That's just kind of like, okay, I mean, all right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you say so, 14 um, to year go old backwards, girl. <laughs> if you say so, 14 year old girl, um, I want that on a shirt. I don't know why I think it's funny. <laughs> um, 
Uh, just to go backwards really quick, the voice of the dog creepily hmm. saying, uh, I'm a good boy, was Ozzy Osbourne. Really? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which he's mentioned in casting. the film. So, yeah, it's fun that he, which hmm. is funny because in the, in the credits it says starring Ozzy Osbourne. Online it says starring Ozzy Osbourne. I'm like, oh, okay. That's hilarious. Let's, let's not have words not mean anything like starring is a generous <laughs> uh description <laughs> well i mean in in their defense that was the best moment in the movie so that's true that's true valid yeah. argument they knew what they were doing <laughs> way to play devil's advocate um for this ah, yes. devil film question mark um also i forgot to say this in my negatives but this film has terrible sound design um hmm. Because there's moments throughout the film where they say things in reaction to sound, and I didn't buy it. What are, are some examples, you ask, Abby? Happy to give you some. Uh, at the beginning, they're like, they hear thunder, and the dad's like, everyone jumps. And the dad's like, oh, my God. It sounded like a gunshot. And I was like, no, it did not. No, and I didn't. have, you know, I have good speakers. I have the volume up enough. And the, the thunder sounds so low. And not like it's around. It sounds super distant and light. And I was like, no, if you're communicating that this scared them and is loud, like a gunshot, you need to have your sound mix be loud and scare me like a gunshot. Um, <laughs> and then when they're those machine gun sounds outside, they again mm -hmm. sound super distant. It does not sound like a gunfight is happening in the house. Right. It, it, no. it just was... It was bad. And listen, I've been spoiled at work. We have a Dolby Atmos system. That's where we've been mixing a lot of sound. So maybe I'm a little more picky than normal, but it just was like pretty, it felt kind of amateur to yeah. everything else being great because it, it looks good. It's shot well. It's edited well. It looks like a, you know, a well-made film. And so I just don't, I don't really know what was going on with the sound, but. It's true. And uh, I mean, not to get pretentious about tornadoes. <laughs> but and the I mean they're in they're taking cover in the beginning in the bathroom because there's a tornado which that's what you do if you don't have a basement you go to the bathroom because it's like an enclosed room but their bathroom has a giant window in it yeah and I'm like um, <laughs> what and also in the beginning of the film they go in and they're like I think there's a tornado. And the dad's like, there's not going to be a tornado. It's fine. There's not a tornado. And I'm like, well, why are you in the bathroom? Yeah. Like, why are you taking cover if there's not a tornado yet? Like, you you know when to – they tell you when to do that. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like – it was. It didn't feel like the person who wrote the movie had really ever experienced mm -hmm. a, like, a big weather thing before or, like, knew what that was like or what went into it. I don't know. No, I agree 100%. Well, yeah. and two, like, internet can go out, but at the same time, unless, like, it's actually at your house or it took mm -hmm. out, like, a <laughs> internet provider like, and the power's right. still on, you'll have internet. So all of them having phone issues, I found annoying because I was like, that's just the movie being lazy and not wanting to have to, like, acknowledge. Because to your point, Abby, we just had a tornado here and mm, it was super did. close to my house. And I woke up to the warning on my phone and I immediately Googled. I went tornado 
Springdale, where I the the city I live, and then I immediately saw all the news about what was going on. So like you said, for the mm-hmm. daddy, like there's not a tornado. If I was the kid, I would be like, yeah, there is, bitch. <laughs> I got it on my Google. phone. Tornado. And my phone would mark. work again. It's just I know internet can yeah. go out, but it's like if they have electricity and the tornado is not like directly above them, which was not at that moment, they could still use their. I don't know. This movie's dumb. <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> But I, I do, we'll end on a positive for it. It's a spoiler thing. I loved the snake bite moment. I love mm. that that kid got bit by the snake because that kid annoyed me. Um, mm-hmm. and he needed snake, to go. He needed to go. And that snake bite looked convincing and they, they lingered on it biting him. And I was also like, okay, props to you, movie, for killing him too. Um, That kid went. He died. So He died. And I mean, I agree with you in that the snake had been around for a while and it was getting to the point of like, why is this here? So it was a little bit of a relief in a way to like get it get it done. Yeah, it was a tiny bathroom. I'm like, you're telling me that the snake's not able to bite one of them? Um, and so, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and then the movie gets nuts because the dad freaking bites its head off and eats it. And this movie's weird. Um, rating, Abby? Um, I gave We Need to Do Something a C-. minus. Okay. I gave it a D plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, skipping ahead to our next film is what's next? Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, guys, this film. Once I type into Google, we will find out when it, it when it came out. I think it was um, uh, I think it was like twenty twenty yeah 2020 i'm gonna guess one yeah 2021 um and it was directed by um johan roberts johannes roberts um and uh is based off the very famous video game franchise uh resident evil and um this franchise had a lot of other films starring mila djokovic um, which had nothing to really do with the games. They were more ac- action movies, you know, more typical action zombie movies. But they kind of pitched this film as a true um, film honoring the Resident Evil games, and it was made by a fan. And so it would be, you know, they're gonna do it, they're gonna do the story right. So speaking of story, Abby, what was this film in particular about? Wow. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Um, well, have you played Resident Evil? That's what yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was essentially a... I haven't played all of the Resident Evil games, but it was very much based on Resident Evil 1 and 2, I believe. Correct. Um, and basically you have Claire... Claire? Who is know. going to Raccoon City to find her brother. Um, and then zombies. They're <laughs> everywhere. What's, what are they going to do? And then the police are kind of hoping. <laughs> fight the zombies. Gotta yeah. escape the mansion. <laughs> I love your uh, description so much. Um, correct. Thank you. Abby, um, that's going to you... be really helpful for anyone interested in watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, uh, hopefully after we speak some words, maybe we will affect that decision. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Abby, what did you like about Resident Evil? So this movie actually really, really effectively captured the feel of playing the Resident Evil video games. Um, I said I haven't played them all the way through, but I have played the first one and like some of the second one. So it made me feel pretty like nostalgic in a way and made me really want to go back and play through the games again, which I thought really said something. I don't know. It was like that. Those games were really fun. It reminded me of how much of a good time I had. Yeah. Um. And one other thing that I will say is this movie would have scared the shit out of me if when I was in middle school. There were just certain things that I was like, oh, that would have got me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been especially scary. Um, so it's very possible that me as an adult was not the target audience for this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's what I've got for my positives. Okay. I'm going to say that in reality, I like nothing about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the pursuit of being fair, it's like, <laughs> sure, there are mo there there's there's a few things that I could like say like, oh, that was like cool. And so it's like, sure. But in terms of like <laughs> what I took in my notes and how I felt afterwards, there is no love. There is no positivity. There's there's nothing but unadulterated rage. Oh. I am untethered and oh. that rage knows no bounds. Um, so, but again, in pursuit of being fair at the very, very beginning, um, there's a sequence in an orphanage and a little girl wakes up and she sees that something weird is looking at her. And I thought that was pretty spooky. I was like, that's creepy. What the heck is going on over there? Um, and then there is a moment, um, later in the film that I thought was kind of creative where they're in a long hallway and, a character sees in the distance that there's all there's in this long hallway, there's a series of uh, overhanging lights and he looks and he sees that the lights are shaking and then another light starts shaking and they are basically communicating that something is moving atop the lights towards them through the darkness. And I went, Oh, that's pretty creative. And I'll save it for when I give my rating, but I'll just say my rating at that point was very specific. And I went, ah, oh, and then I gave some points. And by <laughs> in less in less than ten minutes, I went, never mind. And I'm I retracted those points. <laughs> um, Two points to Hufflepuff. Yes. Um there's a lot of actors in this in this that I like that I'm like, hey, I like that person. It was a very interesting cast. Yeah, I don't know who casted this, but they, like most people making this movie, were on cocaine or something. Um, so, <laughs> Abby, what didn't you like about this film? Uh, it was complete nonsense. Literally wrote that down. Um, <laughs> a practically indiscernible plot. Who knows what's <laughs> happening? There were so many senseless jump scares that were not actually scary. It was just like, ah, zomb no, there's another zombie. Oh, there's another one. Oh, here we go again. Um, truly nonsense. Wrote that twice. Love it. 
So, and I, I think ultimately this movie relied way, way too heavily on the audience having played the Resident Evil video games. Yeah. Um, I think that to anybody else watching this movie, it would make no sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. That's all I got. Okay. All right. Insert knuckle cracking sound here. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um i hate this movie this is one of the worst things that i have seen in so long um i i like it's it's all shitty everything about this movie fails every attempt Mm. at a cohesive narrative at tension excitement horror character development visual effects movement breathing (laughs) It's all bad. All um, of it. All of it's bad. Um, it's just a complete incompetent mess. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you people? I I, I was offended by the. T- <laughs> I, was, I was offended by this movie. <laughs> so was I correct in guessing this was your least favorite one? Yes. You were. <laughs> I, I was. I felt. I felt joy that you guessed correctly. I was like, oh, Abby no- knows me. Uh, I felt seen. I just was like, I hated this movie so Good. much. And I Good. quickly, after like the whole movie, I just wanted to text you so bad and just be like, Abby, Resident <laughs> Evil sucks so bad, but I didn't want to spoil my I rating. I mean, as a side note, that is the hardest part of doing this podcast is not being able to talk to you beforehand like, yeah. while I'm watching the movies. Yeah yeah it's tough so pats on the back to us for restraining ourselves because i needed you abby i was like i need abby i can't do this alone (laughs) Um, we should watch one together sometime yeah i agree Um, yeah we should we should take a a night off take a shift take a shift just for us and we can uh, (laughs) enjoy some cinema together but yeah this movie Um, I'm not a big fan of the games, so audience member, if you're if you're listening and you're like, oh, Kyle's just like a fanboy for the games, I'm not. I've only played the second game, and I didn't even beat it because it scared me too bad, which is probably a shock to some people because I love horror and um, I tend to not scare easily. But guys, that's with movies. I'm not doing anything in the movie. I have no control. You put a controller in my hand and you put the responsibility of a digital character's life in my hand. It, it For whatever reason, it hurts my brain and I get scared. So playing Resident Evil 2 by myself, it was too much for me. It gave me too much anxiety. It's an amazing game. It's so fun, but it's too scary. <laughs> it's, Someday I it's will conquer good. it. Yeah. <clears throat> I restarted it just last night, actually, and I got further than i ever have before which was like maybe i don't know 20 minutes in it's it's different it's different than watching a movie it's scary yeah so i don't have a lot of like baggage of terms of like this is what resident evil is and this is what i want to see and whatever i have very little of that um and so honestly this film was one of the ones that i was most excited to go into because i'm always rooting for films I saw that people were against this when the trailer came out and I was like, shut up, like give it a chance. You know, I actually liked the trailer. And again, whenever I watch a movie, I'm coming in just like, I'm ready for this thing to be the best thing I've ever seen. It's truly how I 
every every time I start something, I try to have that attitude. I'm I'm like I'm ready for you to tell me a story. I'm choosing to spend an hour and a half or two hours with you. Like let's make it good. Let's make this work, baby. Um, but just like the acting's bad. Like the main girl gets in a truck with a truck driver, and he is just one of the worst actors I've ever seen. But he's also just like dropping exposition. It was insane exposition. It's like, hey, you're going to Raccoon City, huh? Oh, yeah, Raccoon City has this. But that was before this time when this thing happened. Oh, man, that thing happening? That reminds me about that one guy. He must be the the something, something, something. You know about that guy? He once, he did this. I was like, shut the fuck up. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, it was It was so bad. I was like, this is not how you communicate like world building and stuff goodness gracious um uh, <laughs> to totally to interrupt but it's really funny because that's literally how the second game starts not it claire doesn't get in the truck with the truck driver but it starts with the truck driver and he's listening to the radio and the radio is talking about like oh i saw this woman at a barn she her face her face was like rotting and then she started attacking, and it's just like describing zombies, and it's just like, okay, yeah, yeah got it. But it's a video game, so it works. It's not. No, and I think that's a great point, and that's the yeah. thing is that yeah, I'm not coming into the Resident Evil movie being like you need to be the Resident Evil, like like the video game because no, the video games in my opinion don't have good writing either, but they don't need to because they're video games, and that's not the point. And so even like when playing the second game. I think the story and the journey's cool, but in terms of the dialogue and stuff, no, yeah, Abby's totally right. It's also it's just as guilty. Bad. Yeah, um, but that's why when you make a movie, you <laughs> you make different decisions, and it's just, yeah, characters are weird with each other. They have weird interactions. The zombies don't look good. The CGI is terrible people i've said this a lot already but i'll say it again because it is a theme of this episode characters grow from zero to ten in terms of what they're saying there's betrayal but i just was like i don't know who this person is i don't care like what what is going on <laughs> um and, we're having to make a lot of assumptions about the characters relationships with each other it's like i don't know yeah yeah and the movie yeah. just again throws in stuff that i was like is that supposed to be a reference to the video game because i don't know like you you can't like again <laughs> video game movies are notoriously uh berated by audiences and they do have a hard line to walk where they need to please fans and they need to stick true but then also you have to bring in a new audience and so so often either you um you know uh you, you push the casual viewer away because your material's too dense. There's not enough explanation or you, you know, piss off the fans because you stray from the source material. But this film just felt like an incompetent love letter to resident evil and not in a good way because it was like, you could tell that they like the game, but that's, oh, yeah. I would rather play the game than watch like, Ooh, Easter egg, uh, you know, <laughs> um, there's one character, Leon, which this was the only video game anger that I occurred because Leon is one of my favorite characters um, in Resident Evil. I think he's just so cool, uh, especially Resident Evil 4, which, again, I haven't played, but I've, like, watched. And mm -hmm. I love him. And in this film, they butcher him. They make Leon a little bitch. And I hated that. 
I like, what did you think? I forgot that Leon was in Resident Evil 2, honestly, because he's not in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, the way they wrote his character was as if he was an Easter egg. And it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm Leon. And he's just kind of a bumbling idiot the whole time. And then he shows yeah. up at the end and like, it's like, I'm Leon. Yeah. Boom. Got my shit together now. And it's like, ooh. We only care because we know who he is from Resident Evil 4. Like, get out of here. This isn't your story. But I mean, I guess he is around at that point. I don't know what he does, though, so. Well, in Resident Evil 2, yeah, yeah you get to choose between Claire and Leon. Um, right. And, they, and so, you know, depending on what you choose to do, one's either a major character or not. But um, I chose to play as Leon um, because, again, I knew him from Resident Evil 4. And it's like he's he is a um, a rookie cop, but he's not an idiot. And he's not mm-hmm. like sleepy all the time and he's not scared of zombies he doesn't know how to fight them like he's like he he's leon he's a pro and this film too i don't know if you noticed this abby but they tried to like do an easter egg or like a reference to how leon like holds his gun in resident evil which is like super close to his chest and there's a couple shots in this film of the actor holding it like this close to his chest now again i'm sorry audience you can't see it and i was like no one holds their gun like that. That's again, it's a video game thing. Don't make him do it in the film. It looks so stupid. It does not translate well. What are you doing? Um, yeah. This Yikes. movie sucks. Um, I'm sorry. It did. It sucked. It's just bad. I could like trash on it more. I could go scene by scene and tell you everything that's wrong with what we're seeing, but um, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't want to poo poo too much. You know? And also, I don't like I remember because thankfully. My brain in the pursuit of peace and, and happiness and, and joy mm-hmm. and um, a continuation of sanity has chosen to uh, get rid of most of uh, what I was subjected to that Saturday morning when I watched this film. Uh, any honestly, final thoughts, like, Abby? <laughs> as, a, as a listener, if you do want to like know what is so wrong with this movie, like scene by scene, you will have no problem picking it out. Yeah like just watch it and it's like ah wow and honestly with that said like i don't have any spoilers because i i like there's not a plot i don't really have anything to say about like of what happened do you abby because again we can do that i just won't no. be able to contribute no i don't like okay. <laughs> the only things i would be like oh and then this happened are things that happen in the video game i mean the only thing is like the weird there is a weird um plot point where claire and chris her brother grew up in the raccoon city orphanage Mm. and like that's where the the scary lady from the first resident evil like came in and saved them but she's actually the bad guy in the first resident evil it's like super scary i don't know it was again just kind of nonsense of like trying to tie things together and make you empathize with characters from the video games that you that were not designed to be empathized with i don't know yeah it was uh yeah no i don't have any spoilers okay well last thing i was gonna say yeah i don't either but uh neil mcdonough i think is his name he plays william Uh birkin which is a a famous character in the second resident evil um who is a pain in my ass in terms of the video game like that guy killed me so many (laughs) times um but 
man, again, I love Neil as an actor. He's great. He has a great role in Justified. He's a good character actor. He's been lots of stuff, but his character in this movie is so goofy. Um, he's is the, he like, the scientist. the scientist guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. so goofy, and there's like a shot and a flashback where it cuts to him, and then he just like smiles, and I laughed out loud. I was like, what the <laughs> hell was that? This movie is bizarre to where everyone in it is bad. Like, it's uh, just a question for the Resident Evil, like him, his character in Resident Evil 2, does mm-hmm. he turn into that guy in Resident Evil 2? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. How he, like, that, that big guy that has yeah. the arm the arm okay, eye thing that was a thing in the first one too but it wasn't like someone that we knew i don't think oh gotcha. so i was like i was a little bit confused at the like the mish mashing up of stories that's all yeah <laughs> so let's yeah let's get past that turd and we got two uh, films what did left. you what did you read oh it? you're right oh guys this is, his, this is a historic moment this is <gasps> this movie gets an f minus the worst rating that it Whoa! you can get I didn't know you shift. could do that. Yeah, F minus baby. Wow. This movie gets I it. actually gave it a D minus mm. only because it made me it made me happy and that I wanted to go play the video games again. That's valid. It hey, it made me want to turn the movie off and God. go do something else. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. Like you said, that it is kind of special that it did give you a sense of nostalgia and make you want to go play the game. So I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and too, as as angry as this film made me, and as much as I hate it, if you watch this and you have a fantastic time and you feel either seen as a Resident Evil fan or just as a casual movie goer, power to you, baby. Doesn't affect me. Doesn't make me mad. Doesn't, you know your rating is your rating have fun with it if you want to watch it um i think too it doesn't help that i rented it on amazon so i paid like five bucks to watch this and i was like should have bought <laughs> heroin instead or something i don't know uh can you get heroin for five True. bucks <laughs> a little okay cool good to know but also concerning the i don't know that. Uh, i don't yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> well, uh you said you gave it a d minus abby i did yeah okay all right, well, let's move on to uh, Hellbender. Um, Abby, you actually suggested this film. We originally had X, uh, but I was unable to watch it in time for this review. So we moved on to, or you had you had asked me um, if I had seen Hellbender, and I was like, no, I hadn't. Right. And then, um, and then a review came out like. I think that day from a filmmaker I like or filmmaker slash reviewer, Chris Stuckman. Um, And so I was like, Oh, I should check this out. And I watched it and I found it very interesting. And so I thought, Oh, let's just slide in hellbender for X and we'll talk about X in the future. So hellbender, uh, 2021 film um, directed by, and this is a fun aspect of this film that we'll talk a little bit more after Abby gives us the plot, but Zelda Adams, Toby Poser and John Adams. So basically, this is a family that made this film together uh, a father, a mother, and a daughter. Um, so, Abby, um, what is what is Hellbender about? So, Hellbender is kind of a coming of age story about a teenage girl and her mother who live together in the woods. Um, and the mom is a witch. And it's kind of about the teenage girl 
learning about her mom's powers and also learning about the potential power within herself and tapping into that, um, testing its limits, learning what it be- means to become a grown-up witch. Yeah. <laughs> a grown-up witch, which honestly would have been a better title for this film. No, just joking. Grown Hellbender is a really cool title, and I like how it mm-hmm. ties into the film in two ways. Um, that was very fun. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and just to go back to what I said earlier, um, yeah, what's super fun about this movie is that it is made by a family. Again, a, a father, a, a, um, a mother, and a daughter. It's like so interesting to me that uh, you you just have this family unit all acting in the film and then all directing it, editing it together, um, taking different positions on the crew, you know, operating the drones, doing the, the cinematography. They've made other films together. Um, this... Uh, I was going to say, what is it? There was a film called The Deeper You Dig that came out in 2019, which also starred all three of them, was made by them. And that's where I first heard about uh, these filmmakers. And so when I looked this up after you had suggested it, looked at their IMDb, I was like, oh, The Deeper You Dig. This is that same family, which I haven't seen that, but I'm going to put it on the list for us to screen in the future because I think it'd be fun now knowing that. Is it the same genre? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well... It's that's also horror. Yeah, yeah. They're into that's horror. Really interesting. Which is cool. Um, that's cool. Which I love my parents, but I'm like, man, I could have, like, you're telling me that there's a universe where I could have, like, grown up with parents <laughs> who are into horror and want to make movies with me? Like, that's amazing. Which, again, yeah. mom, dad, A, I know you're not here listening, <laughs> but if you were, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say. I know you don't listen to this. Yeah, I know you don't. But if you did somehow. Um, just in terms of what I put out to the universe, you, I know you made movies with me. We made short films together. I appreciate the crap out of you and I love you and I love you just the way you are. You don't have to like horror. It's okay. Um, (laughs) moving past my, my childhood, um, Abby, what did you like about Hellbender? Um, I thought that the premise of this movie was very interesting and unique. It took something, like, I mean, witches obviously are not a new concept or a new movie subject, but they did a really good job of making it fresh and making it something that I hadn't seen before. The cast was very small, but I found the characters to be very likable. Um, There's some really interesting character development that happened. The soundtrack to this movie was amazing i loved it yes um and it played a little bit of a part in the movie too the mother Mm -hmm. and daughter like have a band and that's just like something they do together they go and play and they play like rock music in their garage and it's very sweet um and that they also make the soundtrack for the Mm -hmm. entire movie which I have listened to a lot of times since watching this. I really like it. It slaps, y'all. Slaps. And on that note, this movie just stuck with me for whatever reason. It was just on my mind. Thought about it a lot. Nothing in particular about it that was like specifically really thought-provoking, but just the essence of the film lingered. Mm. Mm. Okay. What you got, Kyle? Um... Yeah, this film um, is very creative, and so I felt very inspired throughout it. There's a lot of 
creativity on the screen. There's trippy images. They just they they do a lot of weird stuff, and it a lot of it was stuff I hadn't seen before. Uh, you're right in that the witch story, the witch as a horror concept is not new, um, but they added some fun like lore slash visuals to it that felt new and fresh. Um, for example, there's a whole thing about how like to get into this locked room, you have to pressure, you lay your hand against the room and then a key appears through the skin and you're able to then grab the key and use it to unlock. And that was just a cool visual. Mm. Um, and it looked good. Um, uh, yeah, the, I think I thought the music was awesome. And I like found myself just kind of like laughing that I was like watching basically like two witches like playing rock music and that's all it's like the a music scene video is. yeah it was just them like singing these these songs and i was like i like this i'm having fun just watching this but i like it's just funny like in terms of i take a step back and think about what's happening i'm like this is really random but i like it um yeah i think that like from a uh, a creative standpoint like it inspired me in the sense of like it is a low budget indie film made by a family and so i watched it through that lens to where i just felt inspired and i was like yeah like filmmaking like they did this together you can do it this is something special um so i thought that that was cool um and yeah you know the acting that's something that's kind of like weird for me to where it's like sometimes it felt kind of awkward and it felt amateurish but then there's other times where it was like i was impressed by the actors and so i think that that's just a case of you know like it's an indie thing especially with them you know um wearing all the hats there's probably it's probably hard to like manage all of that and so i think this is a case where maybe if you had another director who was a little bit more experienced and he was directing them as actors, I think maybe he could have like cut some of that out, kind of reined them in a little bit or pushed them harder in some sections. But I do think everyone's good actors. I just think there was a couple moments where it, whether it was through how the, the scene was angled or shot, sometimes there's some moments that just feel unintentionally goofy and low budget where it just was kind of like, this is kind of off for some reason, but not in a, an angry way. I would take, a compilation of all those awkward moments any day over having to watch resident evil again. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, what were your negatives for hell bender? Um, so while I did really enjoy the character development of this movie, um, specifically in that I felt like most of the characters had a good amount of depth to them. We got to see, multiple layers of who these people were there were some changes in the characters that were not the most convincing they were like pretty dramatic changes in character yeah. development where it was like oh well i mean i see how you got there but i don't really believe that you would this person would actually change from a to b in this mm-hmm. amount of time yeah um along with that the the cast was small. There were a couple other characters outside of the mother and daughter who I enjoyed getting to see. Like the daughter had some friends that she made, um, but we only got to see them like once or twice. And I wish that they had been around a little bit more. Sure. I thought that they would have been fun additions to the film. 
Um, and overall, I know that I've already said this about Hunter Hunter, but I think that this movie would have been a lot more effective as a short film. Mm-hmm. It's not that I was bored at any point. I like I was actually really into all of the weird trippy montages, but it just felt really artsy and that's not bad, but mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like a a cinematic film, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean that being said, like I I generally really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, um, you know, it's one of those things I'm able to get past it, but this film is very um, indie, very DIY. And so um, if you're not used to watching indie films, this film might be a little bit too rough for you because there's some moments where like the visual effects are just like so janky and it's just like, Ooh, mm-hmm. that doesn't look very good. Um <laughs> And some of the like camera angles, you're just kind of like, all right, like you can't really move the camera that much. So it's just like an awkward, like wide. And that's the thing. Some shots look amazing. Some, some shots, I'm like, dang, this looks like a theatrical film. It's just the fact that there's other shots where it's like, ooh, this is kind of like lit strangely and it's angled strangely. And it's just kind of like, eh. so again, I'm able to get past those moments, but this film might not be welcoming to your average moviegoer if they're not used to like lower budget stuff. Um, and then I'm with you with the story as well. Um, I think that the mom character, like she does some stuff where I was like, I feel like this contradicts what your character's goal is. And then what you speak about later. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel, I feel like with the daughter that, she she made some decisions that felt like could have made sense narratively in like a longer earned narrative but in terms of how it played out in the film was a little bit it felt rushed and kind of out of character i didn't really buy that it just yeah it felt kind of out of nowhere so i'm with you there yeah yeah well audience um we're gonna we're gonna talk to, about spoilers now, real quick. So if you don't want to know about Hellbender, get out of here, you little slut. Check it out on Shutter, or just <laughs> skip us, and, um, and then come back. So Hellbender spoilers. Um, let's talk about that. Those decisions, I guess, really quick, Abby. Like mm-hmm. with the the daughter and the mom makes that stood out to us. Yeah. Um. So in the beginning of the film, the daughter is very sweet and innocent kind of um Mm -hmm. in the the premises like she's she's pretty naive she just thinks her mom's a normal person and uh she's also been raised to be a vegetarian she's never eaten meat before i guess um and when she's hanging out with her new friends they dare her to eat a worm and she does it and eating another animal awakens this like witch power in her and like that really escalates so like first she's just eating bugs and is like craving this power but it's like to the point where she just like wants to eat literally any living thing it seems like yeah in like in a pretty like brutal way (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like her character has changed from being this like sweet girl to someone who literally only cares about power and it 
that change does not feel very convincing. I think that they could have effectively done the same thing, um, but they just like kind of skipped a few steps, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Like at the end, her having like that that girl like mm, chopped up in her like friend. that creepy basement place. I was and her being all chill about it, and then also being like, "Let's go, mom!" Like versus mode. Uh, mm-hmm. It was also like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Um, and then yeah, for the mom too. I thought her killing that guy was out of place. Because she's all mm. like, we don't do that. Like at the end, she's like, we don't kill people. Like we don't like, we're trying to stay safe. This is going to draw attention. And I was like, that dude, like, it's not like their land isn't secret. Like, so no. you can't like, it's, there's no, there's no plus in killing him because people know that they live there. And so it's like, she could have just been like, this is private property. I'll walk you back to the highway. And it's like, he's not going to mm-hmm. bother them again. There's no, like, there's no danger. Um, it could i don't know i saw i found that super odd that she did that it looked cool but it was super odd and then at the end it really stuck out because it contrasted what she's saying to her daughter about like we don't do this to people and stuff i was like well you did so Mm -hmm. shut up (laughs) you did it yeah um alongside that though like something i i the premise that i loved about the movie was the idea that witches procreate like they don't they don't have like a sexual partner to have a child. So like the oh, witch yeah. woman like has a daughter and then when the daughter has come of age, she eats the mother and then gives birth to a daughter. And like that was just the coolest thing to me. I loved that. And like the tension at the end of like the daughter has gained this power now and the mother has turned from this like powerful witch who in the beginning did kill this man who came onto her property mm-hmm. and now the mother is like this cowering afraid woman because yeah. she knows it's time and that was it was too dramatic of a change but it was also very fun to me yeah agreed yeah so what did you end up giving this bad this bad hell bender i ended up giving it a b nice yeah I gave it a C plus. Again, I, wa- I wasn't crazy about it, but uh, as a whole, but again, like in terms of like affection, I would say like a plus, like this yeah. movie is very charming to me. And I love that this family makes these films and I'm super excited to see them continue making films together. And especially that they're interested in genre stuff but from like an objective stance, I'm just like, there's some narrative and technical problems with the film to where um, yeah. I, I don't think I'd be reinterested or sorry, I wouldn't be interested in rewatching it. But to your point, Abby, Papa did look up that soundtrack after the fact. <laughs> those witch songs slapped. I was into them. So <laughs> they're good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, guys, we've been going for a long time. Abby and me are tired. Uh, we're we're both yawning, and so uh, it's, it's, it's over two hours. So we got one more movie. We're almost done. Here we go. <laughs> got this. Um, I'm like really hot because like turned the AC off, turned off the fan, and I run out of water. Oh, I'm very thirsty, yeah. so I'm like, let's do this, baby. Um, let's get it done. Last film that we are talking about is the 
Medium, which, excuse me, as always, I should have been prepared. When did this film come out? Also was 2021. This is a Thailand film. And it was, I'm not even going to try to say that person's name. I was about to read the director's name, but I would just butcher it. Um, it's directed by someone who is cool. We'll just go with that. Um, Abby, what was The Medium about? So The Medium was a mockumentary-style film about a Thai shaman woman who um, is, like, the representative of a specific goddess and has, like, committed her life to being what they call possessed by this goddess. So she, like, speaks for her. Um, And the film is a little bit of a story of her family. So how she became the shaman and what it looks like for that shaman shamanic power to be passed on to the next woman in their family. Um, and while the documentary crew is studying this, the, the shaman's niece starts showing signs of maybe like being ready to take on this power. But there is a question of whether or not the, thing possessing the niece is the goddess or if it's something else so that's kind of what the movie's about so that so that's the gist. so that's kind of um, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay fantastic yeah um, yeah i was super excited to watch this i love um foreign films i love especially foreign horror and again like um like korea and thailand like in Japan, they go hard. Like they make some oh, yeah. crazy stuff. Oh um, yeah. So I <laughs> so I'm always excited um to to watch a film uh from there, one of those countries, because I know that it's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be interesting. Um so yeah, Abby, what did you like about the medium? Um, so this movie starting out, it had me. Like I was so in, it was so fun, so interesting, loved the premise. Um and it honestly like had a pretty convincing documentary setup like i felt like i was actually watching a documentary it wasn't like a found footage type thing at all um mm-hmm. i really felt like i was learning it's like wow i didn't know that <laughs> like, this isn't real <laughs> <That's hilarious. laughs> that is so like, fascinating oh, yeah. um just like it was really well done uh that just speaks to the whole film i thought the acting was phenomenal um the uh, the main woman who played the shaman, I thought that she did an awesome job. Um, mm. And then it did a really effective job of taking a situation that seemed like pretty cut and dry, pretty normal and like very like slowly and methodically unraveling it. So it got crazier and crazier. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The medium gets a thumbs up from Abby. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I'm exactly with you, Abby. The beginning of this like really hooked me. Like the cinematography, just the like the landscapes, just like the Thai area, the Thai lifestyle, um, and that main shaman woman. Yeah, I was so like into her life, and I loved listening to her, and I loved her explaining this this world that I was unfamiliar with. Um, yeah, and also the beginning was just like really charming too. There was this really funny part where 
um, you kind of see her going about her day and she's getting visited by different people and this family comes or this couple, I guess. And she's like, all right, what's your problem? What are you guys dealing with? And she's like, um, so the snake, we found the snake and he killed it. And I told him not to make liquor out of it, but he didn't listen to me and he made liquor out of it and he drank it. And now half his body's numb because I freaking told him so. And then you just see this guy who's just kind of like, oh, like, <laughs> and then I just thought that was super funny. I thought that was a funny, but I was just like, I know everything I need to about this couple and they never show up again, but I, I love know. them. I also, I love too, though. It, that scene was, it was so funny. But then the shaman woman's reaction was like, well, where'd you find the snake? And they're like, oh, the cemetery. She's like, oh, well, since you got the snake from the cemetery, it's bad karma. And that's why this is happening, which was like just enough to give you doubt in this woman's power or like where she was getting this information. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, well, it's a snake. You shouldn't eat. You shouldn't drink that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So like I thought that was just all around so clever. I loved it. Well, and I liked it too because um, the film, I feel like, quickly gets you on its side because then she says, she's like, hey, if it's spiritual stuff, come to me. If it's just like physical, normal stuff, go to a doctor. And that mm-hmm. quickly gets you on the side to where you're like, okay, because I think most people or even people who are religious, if they're not, you know, religious in the in the Thai setting, you know, whether it be believing in these these specific goddesses that you know this shaman is theoretically possessed by or whatever people are going to be pretty like skeptical so it might be hard to buy into what this woman's saying and you might be judging her because you're like oh she's a con artist because you have a skeptical attitude so i think it's great that the film has her go no go to the doctor like Mm -hmm. go to the doctor i'm not going to cure cancer but if there's something else going on, like then we can talk. That's what I'm here for. And it makes like, regardless of if you believe her or not, it does, I feel like get you on her side to where you're like, Oh, I'll hang out with her because she seems like a moral person at the very least. She's not trying to scam people at least. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this film has beautiful imagery. There's this like mountain hike that they have to take to get to the, the shrine of her goddess where they pray and they have all these offerings, which I'm like, how the heck? It's expensive worshiping this goddess because they're always <laughs> leaving like a bajillion bowls of ramen and eggs and chickens. And I'm like, how do you how, how do you afford this? I can't do that. I just feel bad at church with the offering when I got to give like five or ten bucks. And this, they're, they're freaking giving like a whole week's worth of meals. <laughs> Um, yeah. props to them. Um, but yeah, the, the movie's beautiful. Um, and there is some, like, the movie goes hard, like, especially at the end, the movie kind of is like, eat my shorts and it just like <laughs> does a bunch of crazy stuff. And it's like, oh my God. And there's a couple <laughs> moments in between that has, there's lots of effective, creepy stuff. Mm. Um, and that is something else I like to highlight. The shaman, the, the that 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 shaman character, she was my favorite. But um, I do want to give props to the uh, the niece to the shaman, uh, the niece character, because she is so creepy uh, at times. She did a great job of portraying a possessed. Oh, yeah girl who you still feel sympathy for but then when she's being creepy you're like oh my god like please stay away from me Mm -hmm. um 
Very scary. So she did a great, she has to do a lot of gross stuff too, to where I found her a very brave actor. Cause I was just like, Ooh, Oh my that's gosh. Uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, there were moments where I was like, wow, the direction on this was stellar and she committed. She did it. Yeah. 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 She did it. She was, it was a very brave performance. She went hard. It was always convincing because I was always uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and then the last thing I'll say, and I wish I could talk about this more, but too tired, um, too thirsty. This film does have a great, um, there's some really interesting commentary on religion and mm. faith and the coexistence of, uh, again, like contemporary medicine and beliefs with, at the end of the day, if you're scared you'll accept anything. You're like, I just want someone to be okay. And so it's like, I, that, that's really interesting in this film because the niece's mom has recently become a, a Christian or maybe not recently, but she, she mentions that she uh, rejected uh, the, the faith of the goddess that the shaman is uh, acting as an avatar for. And she has ex- embraced Christianity. But at the same time, it's like, she still, simultaneously believes in this other goddess and it just was really interesting having this boiling pot of ideas and theologies adding in horror and then Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen a ton but there's a couple moments when characters take time to talk about this where they're like how do i make god happy or like is like why would god do this or like okay i'm sorry i made the the goddess mad i will give up on this religion or i'll do this or like why does she have to possess me like you don't in a lot of horror films have characters question the supernatural, why it's happening, but it it felt very human because at the end of the day, we have our beliefs, but in my opinion, a lot of that stuff, not that our beliefs break down, but maybe some of our what we thought would be our standards or we thought what we would would or wouldn't do when we're scared and we're worried about someone, that stuff goes out the window. And I think that this film addresses that in a really interesting way to where I went, this isn't like a deep, like theological film, but the fact that it's making me think about stuff, I, I appreciated. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I absolutely agree with that. That's a good point. Um, so let's talk about things that, you know, uh, to make a pun about the name weren't good weren't medium but we're bad (laughs) we're Uh, bad what was bad about the medium abby what didn't you like um so one thing that like so there wasn't a lot about this film that i really didn't like it was overall really good um the characters in the movie were for the most part all part of one family and i really enjoyed getting to see the family dynamics they really played those out really well but they didn't give the characters very much depth like yeah. we didn't really get to know them as people we got to see their relationships and what they do in their day to day but like beyond that not so much and i think that that would have added a lot to the movie if we had gotten to see that um And while the first half of the movie really, really had me and I was so into it, the second half of the movie really, really lost me. Um, Mm. It took a turn that was like pretty paranormal activity style and (laughs) was creepy in a way and like really dove into the horror. 
but it was not in a way that was able to hold my attention. Um, it was just, I found myself getting really bored and I know that happens sometimes for me in horror movies. Like as things get wilder and wilder, something happens where like, I just feel disconnected. The, the wildness of the situation of the demon possession, exorcism, whatever, doesn't feel emotionally connected to whatever was happening beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, this is happening, and now this is happening. And there was just a little bit of a disconnect there for me. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've got for you. I'll take it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, this film dragged for me kind of like after because basically the the shaman character she kind of disappears for a while Mm -hmm. and that was weird to me because she's introduced as our protagonist she's the lens of who we're viewing the world through she's who the found or she's who the the film crew is following and then the film kind of pivots from her to focusing on the niece and the like you said there's some good moments in there but it really lost the heart of the film. It lost that interesting angle and it just kind of became your standard, like here's footage of someone being creepy and doing weird stuff. And Mm -hmm. it didn't have that anchor that the shaman character provided. And so I, I found myself kind of, again, like a little antsy in my, on my couch, just kind of being like, I kind of would like this to do something else or I'm kind of bored and stuff. Um, and, um, there's there's a decision similar to that that comes kind of in the third act, which again I found disappointing, and it just really kind of ripped all the 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 heart and the tension of the film out to where I just was kind of like I don't really care what happens anymore. I'll watch it, but like I'm not invested, like you mm-hmm. were saying. Um, and um, as cool as like again the ending goes hard, it goes crazy, you know. But similar to me not being invested emotionally, I also am not invested like in terms of the rules. And this goes back to the, to the demonic thing where I just was like, I don't get like who can be possessed and who cannot be possessed and like what actually works and like what doesn't work. Um, and so it, we've talked about this before on the show, but it felt a little hopeless where I was like, well, how do you win? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. I don't mind if people don't win. But I have to feel like they can win. And so I just was like, I'm just waiting for the movie to be done. <laughs> right, right. It's We spend most of the movie being told and believing that they can win. And then like suddenly it's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, I think like, I honestly think this film would have worked better if it wasn't found footage because. I really hated the camera crew. Um, mm. I thought, because like at beginning, it's like, it's fine. But at, at a certain point, I was like, these dudes are like, you know, th- they're immoral. This is like what they're doing is awful. Mm-hmm. There's one scene in particular where the main character, or sorry, the niece, she, you know, has her period like in the, in a public space, really, oh like it's gosh. really bad. And they they don't help her at all. They follow her into the bathroom and creep on her. And I just was like, okay, it's fine. They can do that. But afterwards, like she better like tell them to like piss off and like 
never see them again mm-hmm. and or have other characters do that. And it's like she like shuts the door angrily, but then they just continue to like leer and film her. And it just, it's like, again, like they kind of become the main people, them following her. And I just was like, these people are awful. Like they're awful people. They're not, they don't care. That's something I liked about some other found footage films like um, Wreck or Cloverfield where, mm. you know, it's really about the other characters, but there is some behind the scenes to where the cameraman has a personality and you like them. Um, in Wreck, the cameraman's very helpful. And in Cloverfield, you know, it's the, the cameraman's funny. He's making jokes the whole time. Um, but in this case, you're just like, wow, you guys are a bunch of buttholes who are exploiting this woman who even if you don't believe what's happening to her is supernatural, like she has mental health issues and just don't film a girl having her period and not help her. I was like, yeah. I just had a real hard time with that. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. um, let's transition to, to spoiler city. Um, unless you have any other thoughts, Abby. Uh, no, I think I'm ready. Okay. Um, so again, listener, it's time. Get out of here. Come back if you want to. <laughs> Um, spoilers for the medium. Um, the big thing for me that I alluded to is again, our shaman character, she disappears for a while. She comes back and then they, they, they freaking hype up that she's going to like do this cool ritual and save the day. And then they just kill her. (laughs) She just died. (laughs) That was so lame to me. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, it was it just dumb. Was disappointing. <laughs> it, and I like I get what they that they were trying to like it was the night before the ritual. She had to be there. And then it's like, oh, she's dead. What are they gonna do? Um, so like I understand they were trying to build that tension, but it was not effective. It was just like oh. Okay, got it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They should have killed the other guy because then that gives you some stakes to where she's brought up that she needs help. Mm-hmm. And that this guy is like going to be a good source of help. So it's like the same thing could have happened. Kill him. And then that makes them go crap. Like we're screwed. And she's like, no, we have to try anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't understand why they killed her. It's like she again, like <laughs> they introduced us to her as the protagonist. And then like she disappears. She comes back and then they just like kill her off screen. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah very strange choice very strange and then the the sister who is the niece's mother the one who's uh converted to christianity and then ultimately converts Mm -hmm. back to the religion that the rest of them are like swoops in and saves the day but also is possessed by the demon in the end and it was all it was very confusing to me exactly what was happening because Mm -hmm. um just as an explanation uh because the shaman passed away the night before the ritual the mother is like i'm gonna do it i'll step in and like basically offers to perform the ritual instead which makes zero sense because she has been of this religion for i think one day um (laughs) and yeah but it supposedly works and she becomes possessed by the goddess is what she's saying but then it seems like she's actually not possessed by the goddess and she's possessed by the demon um but it's really just not very clear what's going on because these are all just spirits speaking through people and they're all lying Mm -hmm. and we don't know what's happening and 
it was just a, it was a little bit too chaotic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100%. I just, like, even you saying it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that, like, the film kind of tries to have a moment of, like, oh, it's okay. I, I'm channeling the goddess. Mm-hmm. But then I remember watching that moment being like, I don't buy that that's actually the goddess, but like, I feel like the film is saying it's the goddess. What is going on? And then right. like, everyone's getting possessed, and like, except for the cameraman, which is for whatever sense. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Just so that they can get chased around, which again, like, great horror set pieces and setups. Like, it's what's happening is scary and spooky. Again, it just sucks that I don't care and that I'm distracted because I'm a little bit confused as to why this is happening. But. Right. Put that aside, it's it's a great third act in terms of like the visuals, the creepiness, the scares. It's just it's lacking logic and it's lacking emotion, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are two very important, you know, aspects. But yeah, I had no idea what was going on at the end. Right, and uh, not to totally backtrack, but the demon that was possessing the niece, I guess they they kind of explained was just the spirit of like every lost thing so like animals people whatever but it was a little bit too vague um because the niece throughout the movie was doing specific things that were odd like she was acting like a child a lot yeah and like she was uh i don't remember i don't remember specifically what else other than just being creepy but (laughs) they never really delved into that any further it was like oh she's acting like a kid and it's weird and she's doing this and it's it's weird isn't it isn't that so weird yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah i guess yeah that's pretty yeah. strange <laughs> yep pretty yeah weird. side note just my last thoughts before i lose consciousness um <laughs> i uh do you remember that moment where they set up the cameras like in the kitchen and they're mm-hmm. si- they're watching like her like eat the meat from their fridge i was dying um, that was so funny <laughs> yeah it was really funny but what was was funny and sad at the same time was like there's a moment where she disappears from the frame and i went she's gonna pop up in front of the camera and um she did and i mm-hmm. still jumped and it scared me <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, was mad because I was like, uh, I knew it. But then it like genuinely actually got it me. It got you. That's um, good. That yeah, scene in yeah. particular, I was so over it. And like, she like walked <laughs> over to the fridge and opened it and was like creepily eating meat. And I'm like, mm, yum, 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 yum. I'm kind of hungry now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the the last things again. Um. In terms of like horror stuff, I did find it spooky that like when they're separate from the ritual that's happening in the abandoned house where they're keeping the actual niece mm-hmm. locked up with the um the other mom uh and and with the cameraman and then the the mom starts hearing her baby from inside the locked room. Yes. Like, oh I she that somehow got my baby and she looks in her crib and it's like the baby's gone. I got to get it. And so then she's trying to open the door. Uh, and I knew it's like, well, yeah, the baby's not in there. Right. But I love how the cameraman goes over and looks and the baby is in fact there. But I, I like, cause normally you don't get to see both. You don't get to see a disconnect between realities between characters. Normally mm-hmm. everyone's experiencing the same thing. And so I loved that the mom was targeted in that way to where she's blinded. She doesn't see that her baby's not there. So she, 
goes crazy. And I'm not a cheerleader for um, like child death, but Mm. I did appreciate that this movie committed to the horror because they kind of teased like the the possessed girl steals the baby and I was like the baby's Mm -hmm. gonna be fine um and then the movie was like listen you forgot that we're made in Thailand bitch and so (laughs) the the possessed girl ends up yeah yeah trust us we'll do it they end up she (laughs) ends up eating the baby and I was like oh my god like it was pretty awful yeah I also was like respected that they were like hey like we go hard baby and so literally um so i also um, <laughs> weirdly enjoyed the scene where she ate the dog oh yeah and that was kind of fun it was great that was that was great horror like yeah. they did a really good job of how it looked and it's mm-hmm. awful yeah her sticking it in the pot and just holding it mm-hmm. um like yeah now i'm like yeah. flashing back to how like hard this movie went sometimes oh yeah like for also again lots of bodily fluids and so this movie's gross mm-hmm. Um, this movie also was really long. It was over two yes. hours long. Um, and I think that ultimately is the reason why the second half of it was rough to get through. It was just like it dragged just a smidge too much. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Um, cool. Well, what did you end up giving this film, my friend? I ended up giving it a B minus. Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you? I ended up giving it a B. Um, All right. So this was uh, my personal favorite of all the films. Okay. Um, and Respectable. I, I'm trying to think of what the other Bs were. What did you give an actual B? I gave, I think it was Fresh. Fresh, I gave a B plus. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So I was close. Um, and then Hellbender, I gave a B. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you liked Hellbender and Fresh more than this. So I should have gone with Fresh. Should have gone with my gut. Shoulda. You know. Shoulda, coulda, but didn't woulda. So Abby, when she, <laughs> she knew me better than I knew her, she gets the, the award. Um, I get the prize. That's right. Well, <laughs> and speaking of prizes, listener, um, you made it to the end of a very long episode. Thank you so much. You get the prize. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks the prize for... is my love. Thank you. Yes. Do you hear that? You have earned Abby's love. And it is. <laughs> it is, does not come lightly. Um, so you should feel some pride with that. I, I'm still trying, you know. So, uh, you know, I'll get there. I you know what it takes. Just listen. Yeah, that's <laughs> um but yeah abby i appreciate you thanks for again like uh watching movies that i send to you to watch and talk about and then for talking about them with me i love it it's one of the best things in the world and i'm so thankful for it and i'm thankful for you uh, kyle thank you i'm thankful for you and i appreciate you having me on and like i've told you before i love an excuse to listen to not listen to watch so many movies um and make it feel like homework like it's something i have to do it's great mm-hmm. yeah yeah i've been working on the i've been working on the new list for us and i'm very excited i think we we've got some cool fun stuff coming up so 
Uh, cool. Well, yeah, listener, thanks so much for uh, for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed it. If you've seen any of these films, please uh, holler at Abby or me. Our details will be in the show notes. But yeah, let us know what you thought of these films. Would love to discuss them. And if there's anything that you would be particularly interested in us covering, uh, let us know, and we'll try to we'll try to put it on lists, whether it be new or old. We we talk about it all. So. Um, yeah, never feel, uh, afraid to reach out, but that's it for tonight. That's been the night shift. Uh, appreciate y'all and we'll see you next time. Boy. Bye.